Hey, everybody, Jimmy Pardo here. Never enough funny right around the corner. You know how that works. But first, I got to talk about my underpants. Mack Weldon underwear is definitely better than whatever you're wearing right now. I'm wearing Mack Weldon right now from the waist down and knee up. Uh, in addition to looking and feeling great, the Mack Weldon products are crafted with natural fibers and have built-in performance capabilities, so they work hard, too. They have a great line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. Odor, odor. All that, and they're shipped right to your door. If you don't like the first pair, keep it. They're still going to refund you. No questions asked. Here's a call to action. Go to MacWeldon.com. MacWeldon.com. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. You get 20% off your purchase by using the promo code PARDO, P-A-R-D-O. That's my name. I'm the host of Never Not Funny. MacWeldon.com welcomes you to Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. We welcome you in and then show you the door. My ears are burning, you effing C. This is our country has been invaded cyberly. Old man Pardo wants to use the tweet box. Unleash the beast. Pardo, baby. That's the money. That's the future. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody. Just welcome into the pro. Just welcome in. Just welcome <laughs> back. Sit down. That's all you need to do is welcome into Never Not Funny. Just do it, to quote Nike. I've got that eminence front, eminence front by the who in my head because you said it's a ripoff right before we came on the air. Mm-hmm. And then I went, it's a ripoff. And uh, then I got eminence front in my head, which then made me forget how to speak. That's what happened. <laughs> it's an eminent front. Ta-da! Eminent front. That's a great song. My favorite Who song. They got a lot of good ones. Is That's it? my favorite. Yeah. That's one of the 17 Who songs that I, when you say the title of it, I don't know what you're talking about. And then when I hear it, I go, oh, yeah, of course I know that song. What's the other I, one? My Generation? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Like, I, it's like the riff is more memorable than the words. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, there you go. It's a puddle. Love it. Love it. It's off. It's hard. It's hard. It's very, 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 very hard. That's the who. <laughs> off. It's hard. One of the. Uh, uh, it's the title track. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that one. That one, and then and face dances. Those are the two that have Kenny Jones on uh, drums, and those are the two that uh, people don't really like. And I love them both. <laughs> love them both. You got you know, face dances has you better, you better, you bet on it. Oh, yeah. Which is a great song. Great song. Uh, it's Hard's it's got uh, Athena. I had no idea how much I need her. It's about a cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. His kitty cat, Athena. The cat's name is Athena. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, uh, of course, Barry Manilow was saying about uh, his dog, Mandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are uh, songs about pets. Aw. Garen had a nice joke about Mandy the other day. Did he? That can't be true. <laughs> By the way, look who's here. Yeah. Look who was uh, not supposed to be here today, but look who showed. Yep. This guy is really insecure about his turf over there. He doesn't want anybody sneaking in, getting his seat. Well, as I said to Julie Dixon Jackson, who was going to fill in for him today, and she was very kind to step aside, I said it's very strange to have somebody fill in while our cast member is sitting at home. Yeah. That guy's Garen's like, if you still need me, it's like, well, I mean, it's thank God, Julie, and these people that fill in are nice people that understand what's happening. Right. Um, 
But uh, in the future, Garen, take it as a snow day. Go to the movies. I know that you like the <laughs> movies. Go buy more vinyl. By the way, I've never seen anybody react more to getting a job worse than anybody in my life. I got a job. I'm now going to be a vinyl nut job. I'm going to spend more money than I've ever made in my life. You don't have the job yet. I've been waiting years to waste money on this crap. <laughs> it's crazy how you don't have a job. I feel very tinny, by the way. Is there a, can, really? we, uh, can we add some bass to me? Um, <laughs> that, that means I've never had that. Never been a thing that's been adjusted. Is that true? Is that true? Not yeah. once. Mm-hmm. You've never. Well, Same I, microphone. As a reminder, when it comes to the bass, you're all about it. It's all about the bass. No I mean, I, I, I can add it and post if you want. I, I don't know. If um, you're just talking about in your hand. It sounds tinnier than hand. usual. It sounds tinnier. Do you know. have tin in your ears? You know what I did because I was uh, doing some conspiracy stuff with Alex Jones earlier. So I put my tinfoil hat on. Yeah, and some and, of them uh, might have rubbed off into the ear. Boy, and then we'll get back to Garen. Uh, without uh, naming names, uh, even people in our circle are going a little uh, conspiracy bat shitty. Holy crap! Well, that's <laughs> our our big circle. Nobody nobody close to us, but yeah. our big circle of friends. There's yeah. some folks going nuts. I mean, it's we're living in extreme times, and I think sometimes people react in extreme ways to uh, to very scary stuff. I mean, it's legitimately a scary time. It's scary time, but you're, you're making know. it scarier for yourself when right. you are yeah. not trusting mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I, you know, we've talked in the past uh, on this show, I think, with Jen Kirkman, maybe about Louise Mensch, who I think is great. She's working hard. For some reason, I'm not really sure why why she's decided it's her job to investigate the Trump, Trump Russia. Yeah, she's a, a patriot who was born in England and still doesn't have U.S. citizenship, but she's very concerned. And, and thank you for doing all that hard work. But uh, at a certain point, you have to detach from that stuff a little bit. Not her, but I'm saying I have to detach from her stuff, or else I will lose. I will lose my mind. You will lose because every one of her posts, and then there's another gentleman whose name escapes me at the moment, Claude something yeah where every one of their posts is like you literally think there's gonna be a knock on your door in a second going we won he's yeah. going to prison like it, <laughs> it seems that eminent eminent from it's an eminent front it's a put up at any rate yeah, we'll get off that uh we'll get and we'll get back to garen and his vinyl uh we want to thank everybody for coming out to seattle yeah uh where we had a great time at parlor live what a, i can't wait for you guys i think it's gonna be a players club episode but uh in, in fact weeks. i know it will be yeah uh, but that was a really, really fun live show. Great audience. Uh, our friend Adam Ray we had, luckily happened to be in town. Yep. Uh, I do enjoy the live shows where there's no guests because it gives us a little more time to play with the audience. But um, Adam was great. He was. And, and, uh, and most recently, the episode that just dropped uh, with uh, Chad Daniels was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to be in Philadelphia, which I believe is, our, is a sold-out show this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but then we've also got uh, San Francisco that was just announced on June the 13th. Right. And, of course, our Flappers monthly show, which uh, is... Uh, May 15th? May 15th. But we're having... Uh, the reason I bring that up, if you live here locally, mm-hmm. uh, we're having a great time with those Flapper shows. Those yeah. Flapper shows are uh, really, really... Uh, I think we're getting really close to capturing the vibe of the in-studio uh, at all the live shows and mm-hmm. making them less about the live and more about them. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel that that's what... But specifically, the Flappers ones feel like... Yeah. We're doing our show, and there just happens to be well, people watching it. Yeah, and because we have Garen and Elliot there, it's it feels uh, it's that's as close as we can get. And we try to, like you said, I don't know if we've said this publicly, but when we started that, the goal was to recreate what happens here in front of an audience. But, it, 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 but initially, and I'm only interrupting you to uh, to add and to uh, season. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. 
because uh, even growing up and, and admiring uh, Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer, when they would do their live shows, some of them would click and some of them wouldn't. Yeah. And when you're chasing the laugh, which is hard not to do when you're doing a show with people sitting a foot and a half away from you, yeah. uh, it took some time to find our footing. And I think that we're there. And uh, I'm loving the live show. So if you uh, so what do we have? We have Toronto in June and That's we have June uh, nine ten. San Francisco in June, and we've got Philly. Do we have one in May, or is it just flappers? No. Nope. Yeah, May is uh, no road in May, just uh, just the local. Uh, I will say this, though, and I know that you do it in the plugs. I have that swing coming up in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of emails begging me to go to Oklahoma City. Uh, let's, uh, let's see if those could uh, turn it into a ticket sales, folks. Uh, I know it's a Thursday night. I know that maybe not is convenient to have to drive several hours to make it there if you are in the area. And is that... That's April 27th, I think. That's April 27th, Thursday. The 28th, I'm in Paris, Texas, which I love going back to. That's uh, Daryl Felsberg's club, which is mm-hmm. – he's a great comic, and a, uh, and he has a real nice club there uh, uh, community-wise, uh, comedy-wise. Mm-hmm. The, the building itself is a toilet, but uh, <laughs> he's got a real nice club as far as supporting comedy goes. Uh-huh. And then I'm in the Velveeta Room. That's Saturday night for two shows uh, in Austin, Texas, uh, and I believe – uh, the Paris and the definitely the Austin will uh, will definitely be the me uh, pulling uh, questions out of the ice bucket sort of mm-hmm. shows. Uh, less uh, stand up, be more uh, me be, uh, interacting with the crowd and doing the uh, the Q and A and all that, which is a lot of fun. And you call that the ice bucket challenge, right? When I you, do. When you pull the, those yeah. things out of the ice boy, bucket. oh boy, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> it would have been confusing on social media, but yeah. I wish I really wish I would have thought of it. I think the the charity, the ALS charity, would probably be a little bit. Uh, you could pour all the papers on your head. No need to ice them. No need to ice. Literally, no need to ice bucket them. There's no, no need to ice bucket this. I, I kind of like the symmetry of icing him on an ice bucket show. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was fine. It was. Uh, it was nothing wrong with it. Uh, also, uh, retail only. Uh, retail exclusive. Uh, you and I are both wearing brand new, never not funny shirts that uh, reflect <laughs> yeah. our logo for this uh, right. uh, season. They are available over at the Airwolf site. Let's uh, get some sound on the shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing. I'm wearing. Uh, That's perfect. The actual logo, and you're wearing the variation, the variant. That's very fun. Got my Mac Weldon's on underneath my pants. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited about this. Uh, as longtime viewers of the Players Club video would know, I have the uh, the sweatshirt, uh, Hamilton sweatshirt. Oh, we just, yeah, we just stood up to show this thing to an audio show. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> well, to That's be weird. fair, Matt mic'd his. Well, to yeah, guess, I did. You did. Well, I wanted people At to least hear. you were aware of what was doing yeah. happening. There we go. That's it. That's <laughs> like that's what it sounds like. Quality. And it is a nice, soft T-shirt. Yeah. It's exactly what Matt and I have always uh, wanted a T-shirt. So these are uh, wonderful. Very nice, soft. Uh, They're at podswag.com, which is the new name for the Earwolf store. You can just go to earwolf.com and click store, or you can go to podswag.com. Is there a link on our uh, Never Not Funny? Uh, and if there isn't, can there be by the time this yeah. episode airs? We'll, we'll add it. Yeah, uh, great. Anyway, I love the shirt. Uh, but these are retail exclusive. Uh, the, uh, the, we have live show exclusive shirts. We have retail exclusive. We have Players Club exclusive uh, hats. <laughs> we make it as confusing as possible for you to get Absolutely. the stuff that you want. Absolutely. <laughs> now, we have some mail to get to. Oh, we also got the – do you want to show the, oh, yeah. the card for Players Club only? These are for the VIPs. Players Club only. Uh, you can still get in on this uh, as you can also get still get in on the hat This is the for a uh, little while longer. The uh, that flash drive. Not, what are the thumb drive that we speak yeah. of? Oh, flash uh, drives, right? It, uh, uh, there it is. 
<laughs> and then uh, you open that up, and then you slide that right into your USB port, yeah, and then slide uh, it in right then, to the top, uh, <laughs> and then you take that back right like that. You press the button, it slides right back out, and then in the meantime, uh, this uh, downloaded some information from your computer. Yep, or uploaded. Right, if, maybe, you, if you've maybe some already on there, and you put it in. Right, it slides it right in, and then uh, you put that right in your wallet. You can put it right in, uh, uh, in your wallet. <laughs> you could put it in the, like uh, it. the band of your fedora. If you sure, right? That would look nice. Yeah, what? A nice quality. Mm-hmm. Has our logo on it. Very subtle. Okay, there's so the quality. We, we've done a lot of ASMR in the first ten minutes of this episode. Now, Garen sent us a link yeah. to Kate Hudson doing ASMR in what can only be described as a wind tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> also, a, a, a zero. It, it, complete it, zero. It, it didn't, you got nothing from it as well, right? Was, no, no. I was the only one who got anything from it, but it was oh, on my did? shoulder blades. Oh, which, see, I thought you That was my joke. I thought you didn't get it at all, period. Like, it, you've never had the experience. I've never had the brain, the skull thing, but mm-hmm. this, when she was doing it, I think it's just because it was a lady talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then listen to one of the, uh, somebody that does it well. That's the same thing. Just usually, for most people, it starts on the head and it kind of and goes down kinda, into your shoulders and yeah. into your all right, well, extremities. Maybe it was, but it was like between my shoulder blades. Uh, okay. Well, if it was a tingling feeling, then that's what it is. That's, right. that's what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> what is that weird micro nod you're giving him? <laughs> I'm hoping that the smaller I get with my nod, the little convince him to stop talking. Yeah. Good luck uh, with that. Elliot Hopeberg, who, of course, my wife's reaction was uh, typical Elliot response uh, to that thing that's going around on Facebook. Oh, you're not on Facebook anymore. There's a oh. thing on Facebook now about musicals mm-hmm. where you, you list your favorite musicals and your, what you find to be an overrated musical, underrated musical. Uh, Julie Dixon Jackson was the first person I saw do this, and then I jumped on. And Elliot uh, decides to, uh, uh, to uh, not go along with the trend of doing it as a list. And out of nowhere, he goes, I don't like operas. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, I, it's got nothing now, to do with what we're talking about. Here's the about. thing. Here's the thing. I hear what you're saying. And I, th- I heard you in my head as I was typing it. And I'm going to hit enter. But I looked at the other responses. And I'm not the only one who out of the blue said a thing. So you can get mad at me. And no, I accept no, no, it. Uh, here's the thing. I, other people were commenting on mine. They would they would comment. There was somebody who said, "Oh, I prefer Sweeney Todd or whatever." Great. It was. That I find my favorite Sweeney Todd. Or well, I think I think Rent is overrated. Was, what? Yours was out of nowhere. I don't like operas. Well, first of all, operas are musicals. They're a subgenre. We're not talking operas, and it's obvious we're not talking operas. Is opera really technically a subgenre of musicals? Yeah. Or are they well, two here's the thing. Things? JC Superstar, is that a musical or an opera? I call it a rock opera, but I think that's because they call it a rock opera. Right, but it's a musical. But that's just a sung through musical. It's a musical. Right. Through- well, that's all an opera is, except it's usually in Italian or German and or whatever. unlistenable. Right. Well, the thing that pisses me off about operas is a story, but we won't go into that. No, because that was your second line. Yeah. You don't yeah, well, like I wanted to explain myself so that people knew why. why Here, here's how you could have saved that. You didn't have to type the first sentence. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about your opinion on operas. Well, I didn't care about it. We're talking equally of the mouth of anybody's. Then no, then delete I don't feel like I did anything different than any of the other people who posted. You did everything different when my wife even goes, typical Elliot response, too much information that isn't related. What? No, well, first of all, one of the things is what, what don't you like? So that's why I put what I didn't like. Then why didn't you do it list form? Well, why couldn't you play tr- by the rules? I try to list, and the thing is that 
I haven't seen as many live musicals as the rest of you. Most of the musicals I've seen are movies, and most of the musicals I like are movie musicals, and I thought I'd be given a hard time for that. I am overthinking all of this, and I blame it on you. Now, if he had said, I have, I have a question. <laughs> that's fair. You know, that is fair. At this point. 100% agree with that. Uh, uh, that's fine. I'll own that. If he, if he had put La Boheme, would you have been like, you're not talking about operas? I would not have. Because that's I a specific actu- I answer. Actually, right. You're not just taking a whole genre and saying, fuck you. Right. Which, uh, I, a specific one I don't like is La Traviata. But if you would have if you would have done it list form, and actually, Matt, if you would have said musicals I hate, if you just would have put all operas, I think everybody would have went, okay, great answer. No problem. Sure. But when you're doing conversationally, like, I don't like operas, I don't like the stories. <laughs> uh, my first, uh, my favorite musical is this. End of story. What was your, what was your top one? My, uh, he didn't do it. You, did, you didn't even list anything that you liked? I, I don't know if I ended up posting a thing. I, I wrote it up, and I don't know if I hit enter on actually doing the list, because I was like, I wanted to put like... Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or whatever. Um, yeah, that would have infuriated everyone. That's a guilty pleasure then. No, yeah. wait. It, it, are you, you're, this is one of those deals where you're supposed to start your own post with, the, with your right. things, right? I may have put it on my page, though. I'm not sure. Are you looking up his post? What are you doing? <laughs> are, you, are we still on the air? I was just kind of answering some emails. Uh, yes, I'm trying to figure out how to get to my profile so that then I could... Uh, Elliot posted the list. Karen's did I post the list? Yeah. Oh, we did? Mm-hmm. Well, hang on. All right, hang on for that, uh, uh, Garen. Please hold uh, while I uh, try to find. Um, uh, I did say uh, because there was a lot of people going back and forth, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, good Lord, this is me. At, I wrote, "Good Lord, this is me at fourteen all over again, staying in on a Saturday night talking musicals." <laughs> because it was like we're literally. It's like people. It was at uh, eight forty six p.m. on Saturday night, mm-hmm. and then some people from the East Coast were even chiming in, which makes it almost midnight. Yeah. And we're all adults sitting at home on Facebook <laughs> talking about musicals on a Saturday. Well, let me hear your list. Uh, okay, more than happy to do it. It's a good list. More than happy to do it. it. Uh, and I just I, what I did is I just because people are adding different ones, as, like they'll add a different like favorite song from a musical. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I went with what was the very first one. Okay, uh, musical I hate. Any guesses? Cats. Wicked. Oh, okay. Wicked. I do hate cats, but as Danielle and I discussed, cats is kind of like a, it's too much of a given to like put cats. <laughs> so wicked. Musical I think is overrated. Um, I'm going to say cats again. <laughs> Grease. Great movie. Horrible live show. Okay. Uh, musical I think is underrated. Um, I'm going to, for that one, I'm going to say, say JC again. Superstar. Uh, Hedwig. Okay. Yeah. Hedwig. I don't think that's underrated. I think that's rated. People love it. Uh, but you know what? But I like the fact that I didn't see it until this year. Yeah. Uh, and I love musicals speaks to right. Uh, Makes sense. How to me it was underrated that nobody was really talking about it. Yeah. Uh, musical I love company. Musical I cherish. Evita. Musical I can listen to on repeat. Hamilton and Les Mis. Musical that keeps me laughing. The producers. Now I will say this. Musical that keeps me laughing, the producers. I agree with you, Ellie, because I think you said that you prefer the uh, the movie over the music. Yeah. Of course. Uh, anybody prefers the movie over the musical. Uh, it's hard, to, other than saying Book of Mormon, which I think is, the, or Spamalot, which are the two easy yeah. answers to. There aren't a lot of funny musicals. Yeah, and, and Book of Mormon, I think, uh, is funny and then peters out. So, like, it doesn't keep me laughing. And it's very, to me, very of the time it was written. Like, yes. It, it even, I saw it two, three years after it came out, and it already felt... It's the, dated. The joke's You looking stale. forward to seeing it again? No. I'm, I'm not going to see it again. <laughs> Damn it. So I gotta give somebody... A <laughs> I might uh, take the tickets off. I'll take them. Oh, wow. You've Maybe, never seen it? You guys could go together. That. And you've never seen it. I've never seen it. There we go. You're each, you're each gonna get a ticket. Thank to you. see Book of Mormon, and you go uh, together. You comfortable with that? Be fun. Yeah. You'll, you'll You're up it. in the balcony. You comfortable with that? You guys can yeah. fuck. 
Well, they're going to need a third then. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Belknap for the tip-in, the left, the buzzer beater. Uh, game changer, Jesus Christ Superstar, only because it was the first one that I went bananas for. Mm-hmm. Uh, musical, I still need to see. Miss Saigon, which everybody has weighed in that I do not need to see that. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Guilty Pleasure Chess, uh, which uh, I don't disagree. Uh, somebody, my friend Rob Ash. Uh, said that he doesn't think uh, consider it a guilty pleasure. I don't really either. I just was trying to find another way to list one of my favorites. <laughs> but people kind of do shit on chess because it was a yeah. horrible. Uh, it did not re. Uh, it failed. It failed. It bombed. And uh, but I do. I think it's great. Yeah. And the book's a mess. But uh, what are you gonna do? What about uh, what, what's the sticks musical? The Mr. Oh, Mr. Roboto. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that could have been. That doesn't, uh, that doesn't count. Plays it here. Okay. Uh, and then uh, so anyway, then uh, so uh, jazz balls. Oh, by the way, my girlfriend from high school. After I said the, uh, <laughs> I'm staying in on musical uh, Saturday night talking musical. She wrote, I could cur, which I thought was funny. And then uh, here we go. I'm trying to find Elliot Hochberg's. Uh, we'll just give it. Garen's got it. Here it is. I can't stand oh, oh, his, his response. His response. Yeah. I can't stand opera. <laughs> the stories infuriate me. I prefer the producer's original movie to the musical, and my favorite musical is Sweeney Todd. You know what? Fine with that, with okay. the exception of the operas. It made no sense to me. <laughs> and now that I read it back, it's not really a big... I don't know why I was mad. <laughs> well, because Danielle posts, told you that I was doing the thing. These posts are a scourge, because oh, yeah. any any time where they're like, post, you make your own, start your own post with a thing, it's like, well, then are you saying we shouldn't discuss at all? Like, I, I'm no fine to discuss. But he was trying to have a conversation... But he went off topic with the I don't like operas. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it that's, wasn't, that's the problem. If he would have just said, I prefer the movie, uh, producer movie over the musical, I think right. that's uh, you're, you're staying the conversation. Now, sure. what if the, it'd be so funny if like you just scrolled up in the previous post was operas are the best. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. He was just hey, the way uh, by the uh, op ed from somebody. Miss Saigon is a slog because uh, I had said I called the uh, wicked a slog. That uh, made that our friend Gary Lucy very upset. <laughs> it, it made him. It, it made him upset. Yeah, uh-uh. people love that. I mean, it's oh, it's horrible. I agree with you 100. percent I wonder though. At some point, I, I hope to see it with Zoe, and I, I'm hoping that that will redeem it somehow. Like seeing it with the sort of the target it's audience still, for it. It's still it goes on boring like, I, as f I've man. Told, I've told you the story before. I literally when it got to intermission, I literally wasn't sure if it was I thought it was, I thought it was over. I was like, "Well, that's it." Okay. Like that seems about right. <laughs> like it, that's how long the first act is. It's incredibly it, tedious. It and it just keeps it just kind of rambles like oh. the story, I don't know. I, that's the other thing. I kind of want to read the book cuz people love the book. And can you the see book is totally different. Reading that book though, the book is the I, book is I could see darker, it. and it's got. I think I've mentioned this before. It's got rape in it. Have you read like, it? Yeah, I liked it, but if you didn't, but like, you love rape, so. <laughs> Uh, it's a natural fit. I, I laughed at that and then regretted it the second I left. I, I wish yeah. I could take my laugh back. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it now. But it's a good book, right? Uh, it's a. I thought it was a well-written book. Some people think it's I'm, trash, and and look, I don't I, know that I can argue with that. I think I think Wizard of Oz is trash. I think it's kind of stu- stupid. Oh, so. but it, well, listen for it's what it was at the time. It yeah, was, yeah. Uh, nah, it's an allegory. Whatever. We call yeah. it a game changer. It's a yeah. The movie's a game changer for technical reasons. Yes. Um, you know, so I mean, I think the fact that we all saw it as kids. 
Yeah, uh, it's a touchstone. It doesn't have it that same. Touchstone. It doesn't have that same resonance for me because I didn't watch it every year like a lot of people did. I just, you know, it was a special event. Yeah, when that came on yearly, it was uh, annually. Right, special event, much like us in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, June 9th and tenth. <laughs> yeah, late shows. There are package deals available if you want to see Jimmy do stand up. Very first. good. Now Fred Stoller has just <laughs> wandered in wearing all black. Uh, hopefully he's uh, uh, hasn't taken a second job as a ninja, or maybe he's a, <laughs> maybe he has. Maybe he's happy with that decision. Uh, we have to open up the mail. Fred, we have to open up some mail. And uh, Fred Stoller was here very early. Uh, he was uh, sitting out of his car wearing uh, some reading glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you need the glasses for driving as well, Fred? Or were you just uh, were you doing some uh, work on the phone or computer? I for reading. I see. And, and Yeah, on the computer and phone. And you don't need them for driving. Some, some folks have to wear glasses to drive. Yeah, no. I, I just actually got my eyes checked for that question. Uh, how are they looking? 2020, other than the readers? Uh, yeah, the, uh, a little readers? stigmatism. Um, but yeah, they were very honest. Usually they say you have to buy there in the shop. But right. this one said go to, uh, uh, you know, uh, 200s. Oh, oh you bought, you're at the 200s already? Yeah, it's going quick. Boy, oh boy. I'm only, I'm still at the 125s, maybe 150. May, you understand what I mean by that? Maybe. I, understand, I think I know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, you're talking cryptically. Uh, Fred Stoller is back. Now, Fred was last on a Players Club episode that rattled him, if I may. To his core? Like Pinocchio. George Pinocchio style. Rattled Fred to his core that he was on a Players Club and that he felt that we uh, thought that we did never released the episode. Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I thought you were mad at me because, you know, I didn't know how things work. And I'm looking every week. Oh, Saget. And I go, wait, I'm always holding it. Then I go, trying to think, what did I say? And I I (laughs) talk. I talked about Norm MacDonald and hanging out with Kato Callen, and he was annoying. And I thought you were some secret, like he's a bro guy, your best friend. And I was thinking, did I, man, I apologize for insulting Kato Callen. I was, tra- tra- I couldn't track my steps because it didn't. Oh well, no, I have to do subscription. But yeah, now but, I should tell you this, Fred. In, in retrospect, I forgot about the Kato Callen stuff. I would have not released it had I remembered that you said that. Now we have to whack this episode. I, we have to yeah. it. Uh, the same way that we whacked I've, the OJ's I've, wife. The way Kato. Oh. I've changed my ways about him. He's a cool guy. Is he? No, no. I see him every year at a golf outing. He, he and I go to the same. And by the way, this will let you know how star-studded this event is. Uh, I go to I, he and I are celebrities at a celebrity golf outing every year. Cato yeah. and I, you know, me famous for maybe being on TV a little bit. Cato for being near a guy that murdered. <laughs> yes, uh, a famous witness to a double, most famous witness to a double homicide. Funny guy though, yes. funny. I just got stuck with him because Norm would bring him around to taunt me because he knew I couldn't stand him. <laughs> so it was a practical. Dirt. Come show up, and then. Ah, and he's high-fiving with his friend, and Cato's <laughs> dancing on tables. Oh, I'm back to the players' club. I'll shut up. <laughs> but that is, that's 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 exactly Cato. Even at the golf outings, Cato's the guy who's holding his club like a sword on the golf it's, cart. It's, I'm coming to get you! It's like, so annoying and what? always on and, and just, <laughs> I, I he'd, he'd be okay if he goes, I know I got lucky, I'm a witness, but he's pretending. It's like, uh, like a guy, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese or TJF said they'd say he's the funny waiter. Yes. Goes, yeah, baby, I'm bringing the food. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You know, he just imitates things he hears. You're right. <laughs> you know. And he imitated his friend OJ because I understand that Cato also murdered two oh, people. What? Yeah. I wouldn't this guy's an ape. He's an aper. It's the perfect crime because no one would suspect the witness to a double murder to be a murderer. The third man. That's yeah. an Orson Welles film. Yeah. I'm not so sure he was a witness. But I'm going to be very civil today. All right. I'm not gonna, 
<laughs> I th- I'm sorry, Fred, you're still talking? <laughs> oh, so you're wrapping up and... No, we're going to open up some mail. We're going to open some mail, Fred, so sit tight. And then uh, uh, Garen may or may not have a new job, but he's spending money like he's uh, just uh, uh, gotten a windfall. It wasn't that much. You you went lucky crazy. Trip you don't need a, a turntable. You bought a turntable. I bought a turntable. Mm-hmm. Where'd you buy it? Amazon. Dot com? Dot com. Did you buy it used or... Uh, bought it new. Which one? What brand did you get? The Audio Technica. You got the Audio Technica. Which everyone That's universally a praised. That's the one that I uh, just got rid of because uh, I bought that U-turn. Uh, who, uh, for reasons I don't understand, refused to uh, uh, sponsor the show. Apparently, they haven't heard your, about your relationship with Kato Kalin. <laughs> <laughs> Funny! Uh, U-turns, uh, the turntable I'm using, and I love it with a passion. But before that, I had the Auto Technica, which I loved. Oh, wait, I think we just solved why they're not sponsoring the show, because they're getting advertising for free every time you that talk about them. That could be it. We're not good businessmen. Uh, all right, then, Garen, so then you bought the Audio Technica. You got it at a good price. And then you went out, and uh, you've been uh, going to uh, the Goodwills and stuff. Is that where you're I buying it? up a good well and got ridiculously lucky with i got a couple of musicals that mm-hmm. i haven't posted yet what did you get musical wise hey fred you like musicals i thought i just thought i got busted hey fred can you get out of the snacks <laughs> <laughs> i like music i haven't kept up with anything from the last like you know 20 years but as a kid i'd play hair and fiddler on the roof and those kind of things all right What's you your know. favorite musical of all time, then? I know you're not keeping up, but... Jesus Christ, Superstar. There we go. Now, listen, that's, oh. uh, that's also in my top five. Yes, that. Like I said, Hair, Fiddler on the Roof. You like Company? I'm not that versed with it. I know uh, there was a song, Rise, Rise. Yeah, that's uh, that's part of um, Ladies Who Lunch. Yeah, because I dated a woman, and she was in Company, and I always hear that in the background when she would give a call to... Say she's pretending she's still faithful. But uh, <laughs> what's your favorite? What's your favorite musicals? Wait, let me put that back I together. Was she playing it to pr- make you think she was at rehearsal? She... Yeah, something. She was <laughs> was she banging know. a cast member? Is that what you're saying, Fred? She was a cast member. But she was banging another cast member. Do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's what you have to expect. It's right? confirmed, right? He just confirmed it. Yeah. That's what they do in the theater. You yeah. fall in love. As he said about Jim Carrey when he married his uh, co-star, he said he's a $20 million community theater actor. Because <laughs> right. it's impossible not to fall in love with your co-star on a, when you're doing when you're rehearsing every day and you're getting there and you're in the trenches, you're on the boards. Mm-hmm. I've never been in trenches with another person where I can meet them, but... What do you favorite? What's your favorite musical? I'm not comfortable with you knowing that, Fred, but I understand the question. Uh, my favorite is uh, well, it's Hamilton. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. you know it's life changing, and then probably Company, then Les Mis, then Evita, and then J C Superstar. I think those are the top five. You know what? And, and those, there's some in flux in there. I like uh, the songs on Marathon. Um, Jacques Brel. You don't know the one. Okay. Hey, you take Come on, Fred. <laughs> Do you want us to players club this one or not? You want to get out to a mass audience? You can't bring up Jacques Brel. I don't even know what that to... is. What is that? And he's not talking. Is, to that a, is that a person or a play? Never seen anybody Jacques enjoy Brel those snacks. I've been living in Paris. I found it at a yard sale, a cassette. It's very good. You enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You got a cassette? I don't have it anymore. You got rid of it? Yeah. Um, I don't know where any of my cassettes. They're all gone. Okay. They're gone. They're like the, like the, the, uh, the in Munich. They're gone. They're all gone. Uh, it's Jim McKay. Jim McKay. You can you can have Jim McKay go over and, uh, and, and do the play by play of Fred's cassettes. <laughs> They're gone. They're all gone. I still I, I saw we were cleaning out uh, some storage the other day and uh, found a, a box of cassettes. Yeah, still got them. They're probably unplayable now. 
Should have, should have thrown them away. What do you got? I mean, they're all mixed. You know, they're mixtapes. Oh, mixtapes. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need those. I don't know. I had some pretty hot mixes back in the day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt it. I know you had the Silent K. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. So, Garrett, you got some good vinyl over there at the... Uh, well, we'll talk about it when we come back. Uh, all right. Let's open this. <laughs> we got to open, open this mail. Play that song, if you would, Mr. Hochberg. The mail is here. Fred can't hear the music. The mail is here. You hear that at all? Fred doesn't see what's happening. Put your glasses on, Fred. You're about to read. You pulled out your phone. I thought you were about to read, so I was uh, giving you some advice on the glasses. I I lost my... Misplaced the better fucking ones. (laughs) Okay, those are his uh, secondary pair of glasses. Fred Stoller is here. Uh, now, we really we have not been in the studio for about a week and a half or something, yeah. and there is uh, just a mountain of mail. There's just three. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're, we're going to open all three, though. It's a very small mountain. Feel that. What do you think? What do you think's in there? Cotton? Hmm. It is very lightweight. Yeah, let's find out together. This comes to us from uh, M. M. Losi, uh, Canada. This is Canadian in nature. Par avion. Yeah, par avion. By plane. Uh, yeah, this came in right uh, via plane. Uh, Fred, this came in uh, airmail from Canada. I'm going to say it's Rush or Triumph related. Your thoughts? Oh, maybe. It, it, it's like the size of the box makes me think mug, but it's not heavy enough to be a mug. This was sent to Earwolf. Don't we have our address? Our, is our address? P- people have to email us to get the address. I see. Uh, otherwise, you can just, yeah, you can send stuff to Earwolf. Look at this, Fred. We'll get it six months later. <laughs> I'm putting mine on. Are, are these still the 125s? I, gotta, I, I can't tell because, of, yeah. There we go. All right, here we go. Is that the lowest? Like, is that the first level? I think 100 is. Is 100 the lowest, Fred? Well, wouldn't that yeah. just be nothing? Or it's... What does that mean, 100x? It's 100 times the size? <laughs> I don't understand the num- numerology of these I things. I don't either. 100, I, I shouldn't don't. 100 just be straight? Like, no mag- magnification That's whatsoever? Zero. I think zero would be no magnification. So that means 100 is 100 times magnified? I don't know. Or Garen, double? Garen, look it up. Is it twice I think the it's size? Point one. Yeah, I think it's point one. And then, well, no, then because these are 1.25. Oh, is that true? Okay. Oh, okay. Wait. So then one? One would be. I, I do know this about one. The loneliest number. Loneliest number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amy Mann and some other guy before her taught us that. And, well, Three Dog Night did it, and I believe it was written by. Uh, is that written by Hoyt Axton? Who wrote that? Mm-hmm. Um, Ho- no, Hoyt Axton wrote well, Joy to the I World. I think wrote that. Um, Harry Nielsen. I think it's Harry Nielsen. I think you're right, Fred. Wow. Yeah. What is the loneliest number that you've ever... Fred Stoller from way downtown. Fred, you're not on microphone. What are you saying? It's like a Jerry Lewis bit. One is... Two's pretty bad, too. You know, (laughs) you know, but not like one. One is bad, too. Come on, that's... Yeah, that's not so good either. (laughs) Now, thank God he said it was Jerry Lewis, because I would have no clue who that impression was before that. Uh, as a, uh, hi, Jimmy. As a, uh, as a music comment... Oh, my God. Dated March 20. This better not be food. Better not be steaks. It's only the world's lightest ago. steaks. Uh, as a music, comedy, and podcast fan, I appreciate how Never Not Funny frequently combines all three. I think you're a Kiss fan? I wonder if you've heard Kiss's collaboration with Japanese pop group... Anything? Mamoru... Clover 2? Memorial Clover Z. Z. Memorial Clover Z. Now you can. Thanks for all you do. Uh, no signature. Wow. Anonymous. This is a compact audio. By, my God, this uh, guy. The packaging for one the CD is The packaging for amazing. one CD. Uh, this could have, uh, sir, uh, th- or lady, whoever you are, it's M. This person doesn't want us to know who it is at all. 
Well, there is a last name on the box, but I won't give it away. I already said it. it. Oh, you did? I think so. <laughs> well, never mind. Uh, I won't repeat But it. I look forward to hearing this. Thank you, sir. Or ma'am. I look forward to hearing I have heard this. Is that a two-disc set? Uh, it's it's actually a um, like a uh, an EP. Huh. There's like five songs on here. Six, it says now. Why is the package so big? Uh, it's just nice packaging. Okay. You know, Kiss, uh, Kiss nice. does it, right? Oh, Kiss put this out? They were involved, yeah. Huh. But they, uh, they uh, thank you. I, cool I have, cover. It is a cool cover. I like that. But uh, yeah, uh, next time you could uh, save a lot of money and hassle by probably just putting this as a padded envelope. Oh, this is like this is a jewel case. Uh, yeah. So it's from a while back, maybe. No. Oh, it's new. No, they still make jewel cases. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I'll put it right up there to uh, camera. Thank you, M. Losi from Alberta, Canada. Now, do you think this person's related to M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. There's no question in my mind. Yeah. There's no question in my mind. This person's related. I'm not opening that. <laughs> Uh, all right, box number two. Fred, I apologize that uh, no, no, no. you got to sit through this. You got here early, and then came right on time. <laughs> this is on us. I, I, uh, now this is a box that looks like it's uh, been through the the ringer. Now, Garen was a little disturbed and, and uh, troubled by the fact that this box says Metagenics on it. It says Metagenics, genetic potential through nutrition. Yeah, but I think that's just the box that's that, yeah, I used. agree. Although that means that said that means this person received something from this company, right? Because they took the time to. Oh yes, they did. Cut the. Uh, uh, so this guy's uh, this guy's gonna. He's, oh, he's on he's the juice. Uh, dear guys, I originally wanted to get something small for everyone, but Cool didn't find anything organic. Uh, but this gift for Gi- organically, but this gift for Jimmy. Lovely to meet Jimmy and Matt in Nashville. This is from August. All right. All right, he's using... Uh, pack- August the person, not August the month. That's correct. Using packing peanuts. This was not sent last August. Oh, God. Is there anything worse than packing peanuts? No. Probably murder. <laughs> Probably dying. Mm. Dying. Mur- murdering someone by stuffing peanuts into their throat oh, is the worst. Oh, God. It's the that worst. would be the absolute worst. What about circus peanuts? You ever like those as a kid? No, they're disgusting. They're the worst, right? It's like Fred, you, you like circus peanuts? No. All right. It's like if you could take a, a piece of chalk and make it soft. Oh, this is a... Uh, Little, uh, look at that! That's a nice little plate. Oh, That's I love a fun it. Plate. Look at that. Oh, it's like a. Isn't that cool, Fred? Is that a particular stadium? No, it just says uh, play ball, and uh, it's a uh, you know you put your nuts and uh, your whole cock on there if you want. <laughs> it's shaped right. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Put some carrots and celery or something. Yeah, that's there. nice. I like that. Thank you, August. Yeah, that's cool. very nice. Lovely. Right? Oh. You put uh, chips on there. We could put that next to Bert. Huh? Oh yeah. Here, uh, Garen, hand that over to Fred. Fred, put that over. Uh, Put that on the uh, snack uh, table over there. And then spread those snacks out on it. <laughs> Which I insisted was not a snack table, but somehow it's turned back into a snack table. I'm mm-hmm. hiding them for myself. I know it, Fred. All right, last one, Fred. All right. <laughs> well, we thank you, August. That's a nice addition yeah, to the studio. Very nice. I was vamping while you opened that box. All right. August, we say thank you. Oh, with a pull tab on this box, is not working. What are we going to do? I'm going to try to do it with my, just my hands like a man. What, what about the knife that's literally like a man. right next to you? Because I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm not OJ. <laughs> what? I'm not Muhammad Atta. <laughs> wow. It's a box cutter. It's a box cutter joke, yeah. Now, do you think he handled the box cutter himself? Atta? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to know. I forget who did what. No. Uh, from the desk of Satan. What the fuck is oh, this? Jesus. Speaking of Muhammad Atta. Listen to this nonsense. Dear applicant, thank you for your interest in hell. We appreciate you taking the time to apply. We've had our eye on you for quite some time. We are <laughs> impressed by some of the horrible things you have to offer. 
We would be thrilled to offer you a position at this time. Upon death, make your way straight to hell and find the HR desk. Good luck. To help acclimate you to your new afterlife, I have created a television show on Adult Swim starring me. Oh, here we go. Oh, this is, I just realized what this is. <laughs> this is not a gift. This is, this is something else. You, uh, can, you uh, can cease and desist okay. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing, I mean. <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't know what that... See, this is the problem. I don't know what these things are until we open them, and then I realize some of them... This is from the... the, the, the your, your pretty face is going to hell. is coming to Adult Swim soon, and they sent us some stuff. <laughs> I, I said we don't have to keep going. So check out Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell on Adult Swim. Are they a sponsor? Swim. No, no. They, they wanted to send us some stuff. Well, probably for us to talk about. Well, they wanted to, they, they wanted to book maybe book somebody from the show. on, on the, Who's on, on the show? show? I, don't, I don't remember. I've never heard of this thing. Oh, it's, it, it's people we know, I think. It's, it's in our world. Well, here's a 2XL shirt if anybody knows a monster. <laughs> 2XL. Who the fuck fits into that? Oh, I don't Is know. that Schmitty? That seems unfair. I just called it a monster. <laughs> but look at the size. Like, even in the bag, this thing is... I think, oh, that's wow. Even, that's, that's, that look at is, the size of that shirt. That, that is, is uh, Andre the Giant size. And by the way, if you're, feel, feel the texture on this. If you're, if you're wearing a 2X, yeah. is, that the, is that the material you want on it's your body? A, it's a polo. It's a uh, whatever that's called. I hate these. Peak. That's what it's called? P-I-Q-U-E. Really? Is that the name for it? I've never known the name. This says Egyptian cotton, but... Uh, but that's not the weave. The, no, the weave is So like you're saying the weave is called Peak. I think it is. P-I-Q-U-E. Here, uh, who's near the trash can? Oh, come on. Your pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is uh, from hell, so it's not supposed to be Maybe that's the idea, is that they send you a shirt that doesn't fit you because it's hell. Well, thank you to August and the, uh, the uh, M for sending the yeah. uh, And thank the you to game. Adult Swim. And thank I you to Adult Swim, of course. We, uh, making, or whoever sent Making that. hay out of nothing. Uh, <laughs> all right, listen, Fred Stoller is here. Fred's got a great new... Is it, it's an e-book, Fred? It's a Kindle single like uh, my Seinfeld year. What's it called? A King, uh, Kindle a single? Kindle single. I see. That my, my Seinfeld year. No, these, these are produced by Amazon, and they do the cover, so it's like a mini books. Like, uh, yeah. And this one's called Five Minutes to Kill. And yes. we'll talk about it when you come over yes. here. And a subtitle. I, I, I'll have to read off this because I forgot it. Glasses. Okay, yes. Use them. All right, Fred Stoller is here. We're glad he's here. Friend of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, third appearance, Fred Stoller, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? Your third time here, Fred? Yeah, I yeah, think so. Right, I did yeah. the other. There was a time before that, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think I brought a book once. I did a contest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, I think we'll, uh, Maybe we'll have you back. It was for that book, yes. Which is a great book. Mm -hmm. oh that I, uh, the Seinfeld single is good, and this new one, uh, we'll talk about when we come back. I loved it. Oh. Loved it. Fred Stoller knows how to find his voice in print. Oh, great. Neurotic, insecure, scared of the world. <laughs> you know how Fred is? Captures it on the page. Mm -hmm. Fred, is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yes, the neurotic, afraid of the world. I forgot the third one, but... Again, you I thought agree. I was mad at you, so you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's Fred Stoller oh, laughing. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you do that? When I don't get a text returned, I assume I said something that got them mad. <laughs> no matter what it is, oh, what I shouldn't have said, oh, did you watch Duel uh, Feud last night? Maybe the, Let yeah. me ask you a question. Did you watch Feud last night? You know, I'm, I loved it. Yes and I'm or no? So, no, I, I didn't. I'm getting a little tired I'm, of it. It's running out oh, of... Oh, no. No, 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 no. 
let me tell you. The one I, before. I, I don't want to build it up. But I loved last night's episode. The one episode. before last was like, oh, wrap this up. It's it's running out of gas. Well, because once the Oscars happened, it yes. felt Hang like... Hang on. Okay. Don't, get, don't get ahead of yourselves. All right. right. But I, I, I know what you I mean. I know what Fred says. It's yeah. like, why did I have to do so many? We could have done this in six. But, <laughs> I'm, but I, I still love it. Okay. I do, too. And last night's was terrific. All right. All right. Really, really terrific. Did you watch last week's night last night? No, but I saw your tweet about oh, it. It's unbelievably great. Well, again, I'm building it. now. I'm building. What is it? What's the premise? Just some good joke. They're talking about the French presidential election is the the meat of the show, and then obviously at the beginning they talk about Trump. And, what's going on with Trump? Something going on? Uh, you know the usual. <laughs> what do they talk about? They talk about the the mother of all bombs, and they talk about Sean Spicer's uh, Holocaust Center comment. Oh my god! Oh, Smart guy, crazy stuff. How did how did he not lose his job over that? It's because there, there always has to be somebody more embarrassing than Trump or else. Who then, is it right now? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, the, like he needs like in his head. He's like, well, at least that guy, at least he's dumber than me. He's saying stuff dumber than I am. We went to the march on Saturday. Yeah. My wife uh, and son and I went down to the march. The rally part of it uh, took a little too long, quite frankly. Uh, but it feels good. Yeah. It feels good to go down there and be part of that stuff. I, know, I and, wish I could have gone. Uh, and be you know, all positive energy and a weird. Uh, oddly, it's positive energy, even though it's all negative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like. But you want to talk about uh, people that are just uh, conflicted and dumb is uh, people that respond to your – if you say anything like that picture. Did you see that picture that I – oh, you're on Facebook. I think I tweeted it out though. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. Today's the ex- – what's today's date? The, 17. The, we have an extension. With this ta- is the date when the taxes are due. Oh, yeah. do you have to – No, do- tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, is it tomorrow? Tomorrow, the 18th. Now, because I have to declare holiday. all uh-huh. my paid protesting. Oh, yeah, you have to. <laughs> okay. right, all right, because right, I forgot to put that in. I got some extra. Well, you should have gotten a 1099 from Soros. Yeah, I get, right. well, some of them, if it's under 400, I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. Right. So Randon might have, might have yeah. been one of your uh, I get 150 eights. a protest. Oh, you got, boy, you're getting That's some nice. good pay. Yeah. I'm not getting that. Well, I haven't uh, done Carson, so. That's when you get good paid protesting. Good for you. I mean, I make a couple of bucks for every appearance. I don't leave the house for less than $100. You know that, but... Uh, so it's good to get out there and make a couple of bucks and see these assholes sad that they're not getting anything. But mm-hmm. uh, I posted that picture of the guy at the ball game. Did you see this picture? Oh, uh, the guy who had the shirt that said "Impeach." It says 45. "Impeach 45" on yeah. the back, which I thought was hysterical. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, people got to uh, you, know, you, you lost. Get over it. And it's like re- it's and then, not about that. And then the guy. Then when somebody responds to him, like it's basically saying it's not about that. Oh, did I bother the snowflake? No, <laughs> who's the snowflake here. Who's yeah. the snowflake here? <laughs> you fucking moron! They just have the like three pre-programmed answers yes. that they've been given. Uh, but they're you know. being they're they're literally the one rattled by this because they yeah. know that they're they've been conned by this idiot. Mm-hmm. They've been conned. Their reaction is, uh, "You're dumb for posting that picture. Why are we dumb? Oh, the snowflake can't take a criticism." Right. You started this fucking conversation. But in, in other aspects of life, when you get conned, uh, it's embarrassing. But, you know, you eventually, if if you if it's a big enough deal, you go to the police and say, hey, this I was I was conned out of, you know, I was I was hoodwinked, whatever the other word would be. In this case, it's like, when's that going to happen when they go? Hey, wait a minute. I don't know when well, the I'm buyer's the is going to set yeah. in for some of these people. Here's the thing. People are still buying Herbalife. Am I not allowed to talk about Herbalife? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about it. What? Uh, people, so, this is opera is all over again. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. Oh, and so, and so, there, the, it's it's a it's a the longest con. Yes. And and yes, they've been brought into court. Sometimes they've lost some judgments or whatever, but they still keep going, and people still keep buying into it. So I feel like the Trump thing is kind of like that. Like unless the whole thing just falls apart, like literally falls apart, I don't think the people who bought into it and they still may not. 
Right. Like if it falls apart, they still They'll may blame not. it on it the could media. Be, it or could something. be Berkeley all over the world. Yeah. If nothing that came up during his campaign that was unacceptable, why, why is anything right. now happening right. unacceptable to those people? And since those folks believe that uh, President Obama did a bunch of awful stuff that none of us who supported him, you know, believed. Then they're like, yeah, well, then right. you're just getting the same thing back. They, they think it's tit for tat. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're like, now but, it's your turn. By the way, I don't want to bring this up on the air, but I, I kind of do because I don't want anybody to think that uh, I took it from this. But I've been in uh, production with uh, uh, Scott Kahn doing a prank show called You've Been Conned. Oh, God. And it's uh, I wanted Jimmy Kahn, the, uh-huh. the old man. <laughs> sure, of course. The network's like, well, nobody knows who that is. I go, he was in the fucking Godfather. We're getting and using James Kahn. Yeah. And they're like, nobody knows who that is. Are you comfortable using the son Scott Kahn? I go, oh, he's okay on Hawaii Five O. Okay, he's on a show currently. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy, uh, Scotty Con and I have been going around and uh, pitching the show because the network that tried to convince me, in fact, I'll say it, that forced me to use yeah. Scott Con for You've Been Conned, mm-hmm. uh, then they backed out. Oh, no. So now Scott and I are pitching it to other networks. It seems like CBS would be the first and only place to go, given that he's on a show on CBS. Uh, they're not like NBC, where if you even have one line on a TV show, you're allowed to host <laughs> nine other shows on that network. <laughs> well, because there, were, there was a time where uh, actual TV hosts got to host television yeah. shows. Now, if you're third banana on a sitcom, well, God, uh, God forbid you have any downtime in your life, let's <laughs> give you another show. Meanwhile, uh, what's Mark L. Wahlberg doing? Nothing, because he's with me at the fucking coffee shop. No. Oh. Oh, Ed, but is Scott Con there? Maybe that's how he's going to jump out and go. You've been con. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the one who's being con. Yeah, that's actually Mark L. Wahlberg's going to really be oh, the host of the show. Boy. You're no, out. Mark L. Wahlberg won't because he does not star in a situation comedy. No, but you got Scott Con. He's like, oh, he's on that show. He's like that. Oh, I'm out on that. Right, right. I see. He's squeezing you out of your own thing. You squeezing my shoes? <laughs> uh, by the way, if somebody, if 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 Hawaii Five O was just slightly more popular, this would be a, have been a sketch already. Mm-hmm. The, you've been conned. And it's just Scott Con. Somebody doing a great. If he was slightly more popular, it would be a real show. It wouldn't even be a sketch. It would right. be, they would actually be doing it. It's evergreen. People love uh, prank shows. Love soft as an easy chair. No, I thought you going love. Boat. Love. Written it's by the same guy. Exciting and new. Written by the same guy. Wow. Paul Williams wrote love. both of those. Paul what? Williams wrote the love book. I was continuing it so you could pick it back up again. I was going to go to commercial oh. with you singing. Then I just, I don't know the next lyric. Sing. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> hey, Matt. Hey, Jimmy. One of our favorite shows is back over there on the home box office. Oh, is it Silicon Valley? Silicon Valley is back, and uh, it, it's starting its fourth season. It's mm-hmm. one, uh, Entertainment Weekly, Slate, Variety, IndieWire, they all talk about how much they love it. We don't need to have a, we don't need to quote them. We love it. We've been talking about since uh, season. Well, you you were a little. No, I wasn't. I, you, I, I, I interrupted you. I was not on board at all. So I, yeah, I, I was late to the game. You were late to the game, but you got in at the end of season one or beginning of season two, and you I loved think, it. I think I had to do a little re uh, a re-up. revisit for season one. A backup, right? Whenever uh, was it before or after TJ was here. Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember, but yeah, you got on board, and then uh, it was uh, you know full speed ahead. We love it. Looking forward to it. Me too. I like to laugh, and this is certainly a way to take your mind off the troubles going on in our world today by uh, listening to uh, and watching. You don't have to listen. Listen to it if you're blind. I don't care how you do it. Uh, close your eyes and just uh, you know have the uh, the TV show paint a picture for you. These are all uh, exciting things. Now, the season change uh, is in the air as the Pied Piper guys pursue their video chat at Piper Chat. But Richard, who, of course, is played by Thomas Middleditch, has a hard time letting go of his dream to put his algorithm to better use. Meanwhile, 
Dinesh flirts with notoriety. Guilfoyle looks on in amusement. Ehrlich searches for his next big break. Does it wait? Does it really say Guilfoyle looks on in amusement? I also want to tell you that it says I must say all this. Okay. So uh, go ahead. Continue. You, you interrupting that? I apologize. Makes me now have to recircle uh, back. I just imagine the character Guilfoyle would be infuriated that that's what he was saddled with. Like everyone's got he's this guy's doing this guy's doing this and this guy's looking on he in amusement. Looks on in amusement. <laughs> like of all characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ehrlich searches for the next big break. Jared. Uh, attempts to pivot with the company and Big Head enters the world of academia. <laughs> Not to mention over at Hooli, Gavin finds himself threatened by Jack Barker while Monica struggles to bounce back after a fallout with Lori. Sharp, irreverent, and hilarious, Silicon Valley continues to lambast his self-important world of tech in a season that finds the Pipe Piper guys looking to leave their mark even as they continue to fumble along the road to, uh, road to success. Watch the season four premiere of Silicon Valley Sunday, April 23rd. What? Watch it anytime on HBO Go or HBO Now. Wait a minute. Last night was the 15th. Yeah, that's weird. But it it recorded on my thing. It, it did premiere last night, didn't it? I, I swear to God. No, there's no way they there's no way Silicon Valley and Veep premiered on the same night. There's no way they did that. Oh, but so it, I swear to God, it recorded Silicon Valley last so night. So it thought Silicon Valley was on. Yeah. Hmm. My DVR recorded it. There's no doubt in my okay, mind. So it starts next week. All right. That makes more sense. Right. Because girls was the finale. That's probably what happened. They had to, the girls finale was on last night and then V premiered. So then basically Silicon Valley will slide into that girl spot. Well, I look forward to it, too. On the 23rd at 10 p.m. That's only on HBO. Silicon Valley is changing the way things change. Silicon Valley. A better way to watch. It's not TV. <laughs> It's HBO. it's HBO. All right, listen. Look, everybody on anybody that listens to us, already you know, watches, we it's, have, it's great. We love TJ. We love Kumail. We no. love Thomas Middleditch. We love them all. Zach Woods. I, I don't know Thomas. But guess where I saw the march over the weekend? I already said Zach Woods. Yeah, you did. Good to see him. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back to the program. Uh, tried to start the uh, coming back, and then Garen Cockrell left a piece of paper on the table, and uh, it all broke bad. And by that, I mean he got cancer, and now he's selling meth. That's okay. a classic part of joke. <laughs> hey. uh, let's go around the horn. We'll bring Fred Stoller into the mix as well. Fred, uh, we're glad that you're here. Fred's taking some time away from uh, uh, promoting his book. I guess you are promoting your book while you're here. This this E-single, what do they call them? Kindle uh, single. Kindle single. Kindle single. Like Got a nice my, ring to it. My Seinfeld year, you said you read that? I did read that. Uh-huh. I was going to say thanks, but you didn't say it was good. I've done that. <laughs> Where I go, thanks. They go, I didn't say it was good. Um, so, yes, this is a follow-up. Um, different subject, but same kind of... Uh, neighborhood of, like you said, neuroses and misfitty, but it's five other stories besides mine. If you get annoyed with me, there's other stories. But and thank you through, for reading it's it. It's still through your voice, so if they're annoyed with you, they're going to be annoyed through the whole yes, thing. Yes, even though there's slick people in it, they uh, will be annoyed. Now, Matt, you were, uh, your kindergarten teacher was Miss Fitty, right? Isn't that the, <laughs> the woman that you had? Sure. Yeah, nice along with that. Uh, thank you for yes-handing. Uh, of course, as we learned over the uh, World Wide Web over the weekend, uh, uh, Nancy Reagan would have been a horrible improv <laughs> teacher. Uh, just say no. That was, that was a Matt Bell. Now, Matt Bell, I've had some nice yeah, jokes over I the weekend. I retweeted uh, one of them. Which one did you retweet? Uh, oh, the other. What was the other <coughs> one that was He had three going? good jokes over the weekend. Uh, I didn't see the third one. Uh, I had just look. two then? Was that? I just saw that one and, and the one I can't remember off the top. Oh, the, I had a, I responded to something John Ross Bowie tweeted uh, that made me laugh. It was about it was again not to belabor the Trump thing. But it was about Eric Trump. Uh, 
Do you want me to say what it was? Well, he, he calls uh, he calls Don Jr. the uh, less charismatic Fredo, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, he wrote less charismatic Fredo, and then I was like, if he's less charismatic than Fredo, who? What does that make Eric, the uh, the unmentioned twin that died at childbirth, or uh, um, Luca Brasi's final bowel movement? Oh my goodness! And then I think I had a third thing. Really in there. Scatological. Yeah, I did. Mm, that's where you lost me. That's why I didn't retweet no, it. I don't even think I hearted it. Uh, and you, you know, know what we didn't talk about? iHeartRadio? Yeah, we didn't talk about iHeartRadio. What didn't we talk about? We didn't talk about the day that I had on Thursday. Oh, all right, hang on. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's go around the horn and we'll go talk about it. Because yeah. uh, Fred, Fred will like to hear this because it'll make him feel better about his shit life. <laughs> okay. You know, Fred, uh, his own words, misfitty, neurotic, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. doesn't fit in. Nobody likes him. And also from... Hated. Um, Doing the road, he'll he'll maybe appreciate. I the, think you will appreciate this, Fred. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, the he road not as well. Uh, well. We're we're already building it up too much. I uh, I found the tweet. All right, it's uh, I've seen so many tweets about it, but not one has answered the big question: Is Trump getting any better at golf? Yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That was fun. Oh, my favorite uh, sign. Uh, two favorite signs at the march were. Uh, uh, Mar-a-Lago, fuck yourself. I enjoyed that <laughs> oh, one. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and then the one that Daniela tweeted out, there was a picture of uh, of Trump swinging the club with his fat ass, and it said, tax that ass. <laughs> and, uh, I think Elise told me about that. I think she saw that uh, your wife posted. The guy, uh, the guy that made that tax that ass sign, mm-hmm. he put the... Um, uh, you know, two pieces of poster board, yeah. and he put the sign all the way to the right. Yeah. So, like, that it's... Uh, like a flag. Almost like a flag. Oh, okay. But... Uh, you could uh, like I wanted to say to him, uh, when did you realize you made a mistake by not putting that <laughs> stick in the middle? Because it, you could tell it was, it was driving awkward. him like it was driving him nuts. Yeah. Uh, saw who we uh, uh, Zach Woods saw him at the uh, oh. at the march. Uh, nice. uh, Nick Mundy, uh, who does a lot of stuff at Conan, saw him. Uh, Ted uh, Herbert saw him. We saw a lot of uh, uh, Teddy Town. Saw Teddy Town. And uh, did you I, see Ted DiBiase? I did not. I saw Ted Lau. Uh, he spoke. Okay. The, the congressman. I got a question for you. Yeah. Or is he a senator? What does Ted Lau do? Mm, I don't remember. I follow him on Twitter. I do too. Uh, my question is this. So you've you've gone, this is the second March or the third you've gone? Well, we went to the one that was right after the election that was yeah. just kind of like a, hey, we're going to walk because we're mad. Sure. March. And then you go to the women's one? Or? Women's March, yes. And then this one. Okay. So you've gone to three of these now and uh-huh. people talk about how, oh, you can kind of like come together, whatever. Are any of the people from those other two marches, were they there that you didn't know from before, but you met at a march. Did you meet up with anybody there? Oh, no, I don't, we didn't meet, uh, if they were there, I didn't see them. I mean, there were you know tens of thousands of people out there. Sure, sure. But I, I thought that some folks had said that that was part of what they were doing, is that they were meeting like-minded people. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they... Uh, but I didn't know if you had accidentally even... Just keep in mind that Jimmy is incredibly antisocial. <laughs> no, no, no. So. I realize that, which is surprises me that he's going to these things. By the way, antisocial was great friends with Miss Fitty. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Really. Miss Fitty, of course, is... Uh, uh, 50 cents mom. 50 cents mom, yeah. Right. That's 50. All right. You all right, Fred? And then they were I'm briefly, right. they were briefly I, together in the Justice League, I think. That's right. In the late 70s. Yeah, the JLC. Yeah. Justice <laughs> League of uh, California. Chatsworth. <laughs> uh, all right, we check in over there. We already have a little bit with the pop culture beast himself. He's got a smart new haircut that was, I believe, Julie Dixon uh, may have uh, been part of that. Yeah. Is that true? Took care of it, yeah. Oh, I love it. Great. Looks great. I actually, when you walked around the corner to open up the door today, I thought it looked uh, terrific. Thank you. Nice looking haircut, uh, mm-hmm. right? Uh, why not have a nice new haircut for your uh, not your first day in the job? Exactly, which looks <laughs> like it's tomorrow. Oh, it will be tomorrow. Yeah. Can, uh, you, can you now talk about uh, publicly what the job is? I don't know yet. Let's wait it, until he has yeah. it. Right. Let's wait till I have my desk. It's the music business. Talking yeah. the vinyl. Oh yeah, you got to let them know you're doing this vinyl. Yeah. You're gonna, you're following Jimmy's footsteps. Got to go all in. Yeah. Yeah. Backwards. 
Uh, That's when he was carrying you. Garen did. uh, My wife did say about Garen's uh, vinyl posts was because of his new job being in the music business. Well, maybe he's doing it because of his job. And I went, no, no, he's just spending money. I said that too. Yeah, I said that too. And then it dawned on me that that made no sense. Yeah, you're just spending money. Stupid. Listen to whatever you want. I wanted to get it for a while, so it was. But you don't officially. I mean, I think I think you think you have it officially (laughs) until you have a desk, like you just said. Let's not. How about a paycheck? How yeah. about a paycheck? Let's go that far. <laughs> How about don't spend that money until you have that. it? Can't deny it. Tax that ass. <laughs> but is that what, you, is that what you yell when you're jerking off in the corner while your buddy's fucking somebody else? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tax that ass. <laughs> he attacks the ass. I throw 10, 1040s. Like dollars. I love it. I love it. I'm on board. <laughs> Easy, though. That's oh, sure. easy for him. Sure, you don't want to make that. Uh, you don't want to go schedule C on that. Don't want to waste, <laughs> Good call. Waste of paper. That easy was very funny. Right, yeah. Deserved more than that, Fred. You deserved. You should have laughed harder. At show. <laughs> I, He's not a professional like you. He doesn't have singlets <laughs> or singlets. Singlets. So what do they call it? Kindle single. Kindle single. Single. It rolls off the tongue. Why can't you get this? A singlet's what you wear it's when you wrestle. It's only a dollar ninety nine to read this mini book. So how long does it take to read, like, if I'm a, oh, I can tell you. a, a regular speed reader? I read it's it Saturday night. 70, 60, 70 pages. Oh, okay. Great. So it's, they describe these as more than a magazine article, not quite a book. Love it. That's that's the perfect length for me, because honestly, most yeah. books, I feel like it's too much commitment. Yeah, and that's do why the subject, a book would have been a little ridiculous, to, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, just to tell everyone's story, which, have we talked about what this is yet? We'll get to that, okay, Fred. Okay, okay. We'll get to your book. All we'll right. talk all about your book. Okay. Right? We're going to talk more about the, we're going to talk longer about this book than it takes to read the damn thing. <laughs> I, but I did enjoy it. Thank you. That's so nice of you, uh, really, because, you know, I, I did another podcast, and the guy was sort of debating if it's good or not, but he didn't read it. Because what's the point? So this Who was that? No, he didn't. He, he was nice. <laughs> was great he? Guy. Sounds like he wasn't. Nah, Monk. He was great. I have to know who this is now. He said, no, no, he's very good. He said Monk, so it was Tony Shalhoub. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're on the Monk cast? <laughs> yeah, we're the Monk cast. <laughs> Shalhoub's really embracing that character. <laughs> Uh, poor Biddy Shram. Now, uh, all right, Garen, anything else of import we got to know about other than the smart haircut and the, your, uh, you're spending money like an a-hole? No, I don't think everything else. No, that's it. Well, he does look good, though, doesn't he? Look, he looks thinner with this you haircut. You look like you've lost weight, which you have, but the haircut even accentuates that more. Mm. Looks very good. Smart new haircut, courtesy of the snips of uh, Julie Dixon Jackson. Yes. Did she sing any musicals while you were there? Did she sing in your ear? No. She's got no. a beautiful voice. I should have. I wonder if that costs extra. You don't know that she has a beautiful voice because you're not here when she's here. Yeah, I've never That's heard her sing. Good point. Mm-mm. Oh, you should have asked her. That would be an interesting service. Would you want that? Would you guys want to go get a haircut from someone who sings while they cut your hair? Not at all. No? <laughs> no. I don't like when an Uber guy hums. <laughs> I mean, you know what I do? I don't like their music. Uh, I like that he hums because that means he's not talking to me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my last haircut. Uh, Johnny Chats, like I, it's like I literally wanted to say I, I did I wanted to interrupt and go I didn't come here to make a friend, <laughs> like, oh, oh, but you wow. can't say that because they've got because they got they're they, they're in control of my head. You, also, you can't say that because you're not on a reality TV show. <laughs> That's what everyone says on reality TV shows. Oh, they do, don't they? What Matt? do they say? I'm not here to make friends. It's like oh. the, the classic. Yeah, they're there for a competition of some sort. Yeah. They're uh, either they want to get a rose and get laid in a hot tub after somebody else just fucked them, or they want to keep that torch lit. Wow. Yeah. That would be good if someone said, I'm just here for friends. <laughs> I don't care if I win. I'm lonely. I'm lonely. I don't know how to meet people. I thought this was the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Being forced on an island with a bunch of strangers. They have to like me. Yeah. Love it. 
Maybe uh, you know what I've talked to Khan about that. If this, uh, if my other show with him uh, falls through, we go to this, or maybe you can incorporate that into the you've been conned. It's a smart idea. Yeah, that's a smarter idea. Incorporate that. It's one of the episodes. It's like you think it's a prank, but then it turns out you actually are just making friends. Yeah, you just make. Uh, it's like a positive bringing prank. people together. Yeah, buddies. <laughs> Uh, all right, we check in over there. He's from Palms, California. We've already heard a little bit from him. That's our friend Sorry. Elliot Hoberg. Hello. Uh, so, Elliot, you did post your list uh, eventually of yeah. the uh, musicals. All right, walk us through it. All right, hold on. I got. I, I... Fred, there's a thing, and the reason this came up, Fred, is there's yeah. a thing on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you've seen it. Where people are uh, listing their yes. favorite musicals and that sort yes, of thing. Yes, I saw. I, I'm not that sophisticated where I could recount so vividly most overrated most underrated most one would they show that guy slip in the front I feel like Andy Kindler most one where they tickled themselves in the third row the best one with a ticket stub is orange but now you get very angry because that's uh, the Kindler way on Twitter these days funny 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 vicious anger he got yes. into a, a, a feud with Gervais and Gervais wait, wrote back wait Gervais is writing him back now he, he got Gervais. busted for uh, yeah. saying something about Seth Rogen and then he, no, he goes I'm just kidding and no he wasn't he's never <laughs> well, kidding no. you can't go backwards he's on those friend Andy Kimmer, well, he's my friend. Oh, no, he's my friend, too, but yeah. you can't go backwards. If you are if you spend every day, as he does, shitting on Seth Rogen or Ricky Gervais, and they come at you. Yeah. Oh, no, he didn't try to back down when Gervais came back at him. What did Gervais say back to him? Was it about being an atheist? It just uh, Or being it, painfully unfunny? Because he said somebody... <laughs> Andy's Andy, Andy, words, not mine. Yeah, but somebody said, uh, just a, a stranger said something about, um, made some lame joke in response to something Andy said, and Andy called that hack, and then... Uh, and then Gervais was like, you can't call a regular person a hack. Like, that's uh, only comedians can be hacks. And, and he was like, uh, well, you're not a comedian. Yeah, yeah he was he basically. Did? Yeah, I, mean, I forget what his, his response was along the way. I lines. do it to you and you're not a comedian. That's what the funny part is. Andy Kindler literally wrote the, the, the hacks handbook, the whatever. It's right. Called. Like that's if anyone's going to say what can be hack, I think it's Andy Kindler has, has earned that right. Um, he should release that as a singlet. <laughs> Those are very popular. Not a magazine. We're oh, mocking on Sniglets. Rich Hall's <laughs> invention. Rich Hall. He's over in London these days, right? Yes. Is that yes. where he makes his home? I guess so. Did you but... work with him ever? Yeah, I, I did in, in the early, early improv days. Mm-hmm. He was, I think, on uh, Letterman's first um, afternoon and morning show. Oh, wow. It's like a recurring guy or a oh, writer-performer guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been around a long time. Yeah. I went with... England when Bill Hicks got discovered there, oh, and yeah. the, and me undiscovered, <laughs> the, the opposite of being discovered. You were the you were the casualty in that discovery. The, the one like pushed this guy aside. Hey, that guy, you know. But uh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Every Fred stole her story <laughs> has to have a sad ending. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Jerry, go through your list. All right, so the first one I, I, I'm sure is going to cause trouble, uh, but it's really the only musical that I've seen on Broadway, and I consider it a musical, but whatever. Anyway, oh my God, Just Blue Man it. Group. It's the only thing I've no. literally seen on Broadway that has music in it. That is not a musical. Not a musical. And I, ac- I accept that you're nodding your head and in, in disagreement. I'm shaking but, it. But it's the only Not thing I've seen on Broadway. <laughs> All right. Fred's looking at his phone. That's how uh, disinterested he is in, the, in your list. That's how bad that answer was. <laughs> you right. ever see Blue Man Group, Fred? No. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, I, the did, you, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I did. It's my kind of God, like, they do uh, one stuff. second on television, and I want to shoot my TV like I'm Elvis. 
I, that's I, one of those things that I'm sure, like, I mock I it know, from a distance, right? but if I saw it in person, just like Cirque du Soleil, I'd be, like, blown away by it. Yeah. But uh, I have no interest. You should, you should, if you've seen Cirque du Soleil, you should see Blue Man Group once and then get out of your system, because I'm pretty sure all the shows are, like Cirque du Soleil, they're pretty much the same, I'm but different. Sure I have seen Cirque I've seen Cavalia. Which was not technically Cirque du Soleil. Well, that's the greatest uh, show show. of all time. (laughs) No, I think he just said this is the the best show I've ever seen, Larry King. Cavalia. How is that possible, Larry (laughs) King? You've been in show business for 70 years. You've seen it all. And this is it. Nope, that's it. Horses running in a circle is the best you've ever seen. You thought it stunk, right? It was fine. It's just people riding, standing on horses and then jumping through hoops. For like an hour and a half. That's got to hurt though. That's a long time for that. It's impressive and yet not that exciting. Why aren't we boycotting them? Uh, the horses are well well kept. They're well uh, well fed and everything. Know, but everything's boycotted these days. You can't. Uh, they're fine. They're treated better than the actors, right. or if you can call them actors. I don't I don't know they know use a, the wrong uh, cardboard composite at Pizza Hut. Now I got to fucking put a flag out my window. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. And that flag better not be made of cardboard. Or no, no, no. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, next, go. All Let's right. go. Run it down. Musical, I, here. musical I dislike. Rigoletto. Okay, that was Never the one that it. I, the opera that I hated. Yeah, uh, musical I think is overrated. The producer's stage version. Uh, I didn't have an underrated one. I couldn't think of one. All right, no. uh, musical I love, Jesus Christ Superstar. There we go, Superstar, mm-hmm. Fred's favorite. Yeah, right. and musical I cherish, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd really loves it. Guilty pleasure, Sotheim. Yeah, guilty pleasure, Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, but that's a movie. It's a. Mo- I know, but I, that's my problem is that musicals are expensive, and I haven't problem. gone to a lot of them. So I only have the ones that I've seen. And I don't think that's off limits. If you, I'll say, say this, Dicklick. <laughs> what? I'm agreeing with you, by the way. Why do you have to uh, call him Dicklick, though? If you're going to agree with him, I'm just calling you. Oh, uh, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not. Uh, you're not safe from Dicklick. All right. Uh, what? Uh, I almost said musical that keeps me laughing. The Blues Brothers. I almost said that, and then felt that I would get a lot of heat for putting a movie down. That's well, and that one's tricky because because it's like seventy percent movie. And like thirty yeah. percent musical, whereas yeah. Phantom of Paradise is about fifty-fifty. I've never seen Phantom. Paradise. I would bump that Blues Brothers number up. Is, well, how, what other song? There's the there's the main one they do behind the Chicken Wire. You got there's like ten songs in that thing. All right, I don't but they're not it well enough. I mean, this is super nitpicky, but my, my they don't move the story along. My feeling is, yeah, a musical is something where people are singing in character to advance the plot like it's not like a it's not like jeff healy or whoever that was in roadhouse just singing a song on a stage in the middle roadhouse of the is one of my favorite musicals of all time <laughs> I'm the best. So i don't know what you're saying that's how good that one song was it's like that made it uh, did he do, was it angel eyes is that the song he did i think i think there's two songs like there's definitely like an up-tempo thing in the movie itself but i think angel eyes was on the soundtrack i think it was something. too you know he's blind dead now yeah you know he died. So right? everyone who's dead is also technically blind. Yeah, <laughs> you make a very good point. So now he's on equal footing. That's what right. he no, had he's, to do. he's finally caught up to the rest <laughs> oh of us. God. He died young too. We lost him. I know it's weird. I always got that mixed up with the other guy, the guitarist who died. Uh, um, who's the famous uh, PB King? No, no, no. Alan Holdsworth, the guy who died, died in the helicopter crash. Oh, yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan, or uh, the other uh, helicopter crash. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Randy Rhodes. I don't know that. Uh, Ozzy's guitarist. Oh, right, oh. right. Yeah, yeah. Great guitarist. Saved, uh, saved Ozzy's career. And then uh, he's thanked by uh, going down with the rotors. <laughs> what? Do you really think? That, that makes it sound like it was like sabotage. Like, sabotage. I think like, it's a of sabotage, by the way. Oh, sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Listen, <laughs> uh, all y'all. That's fine. All right. Uh, Matt Belknap, how are you? I'm good. All right. Fred Stoller's our guest. He's here. Now, Fred, Matt had a day the other day that uh, would rival one of your sad sack oh stories. God. What happened? <laughs> a bit of a day. 
started out uh, fine. We had to we had to fly up to Seattle to do this show, and uh, I was going to the Burbank Airport. I have uh, what's called a, a was it a plug in hybrid? Is that what they call this car? Yeah, it's a car that uh, can run on electric only. So now I'm obsessed with finding places to plug it in. Now here's my question for you, and, yeah. I, and I meant to ask you this: You literally live. Three blocks from the airport. <laughs> yeah. You you didn't need to plug the uh, plug it in this time. I just like the idea because usually at an airport it's free, and I like the idea of getting free electricity. Yeah, it's nice. It's a dollar. <laughs> I know, but it's just even if it had been a dollar, that's still nice to get. So then I li- I like it being full. It's like having it's like when you're done grocery shopping, you're like it's everything stocked, or when you finish the laundry and everything's clean. It's like that feeling of follow up. Yeah, uh, it's a great story. That was it. He, he, I told you he had Ackerman. Oh, that. that rivals, man. Uh, he uh, so, uh, but you have the type where anybody uh, like if it's full, they can come up and take the cord out of your car and yeah. plug it in. Yeah, I have the same car you do. I'm asking. I'm, I'm saying for yes. the listener yes. just to make sure that you yes. are not monop. But you are monopolizing that space. The space. But I, I was only going to be there 24 hours, so I didn't feel like that was too. If bad. you were there three days, would you have taken that same spot? If there were a lot of them, yes. If it's only one, I don't know. If it's only one, I think I would have been like, score. I got. I'm the one that got it. Ah, but for three days, that really seemed. Because what if you then not. pulled up and went, oh shit, I got to plug in, I and guess, then yeah, there's a dick head, like dick lick. <laughs> I didn't want to say dick lick a second time. And I uh, yeah, I guess you're right. If it was a longer period of time, I probably wouldn't. All right, so you get there. So while I look online, I'm like, do you want to tell this story now? Or you want to wait till Thursday on this? Oh man. Feels like you should wait till Thursday. Okay, it's your call. But it's a, we, it's you know, a long story, and it then is. it's a great story. But uh, it's Fred not. It's not even that great a story. It's the greatest story I've it, ever heard. But it is long. But it's long. You were involved in a, a good. I don't want to. I don't. Here's the problem. Yeah, I'm concerned about Fred's time. I agree. We've we've taken up way too much of his time. Already. He's he watched us open a box. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry, Fred. Huh? Ah, that's nice. That is nice. Gary, will you also apologize, Mr. Stoller? I deeply apologize. All right, I also oh. apologize, Fred. Yeah, I'm sorry. Deeply. Which is more than Elliot did. <laughs> I <laughs> now now apologize for your. We could laugh. do your story little by little in between my stuff, um, like a sentence, I'd like rather, cliffhanger. Yeah. I'd rather you just not know this. This story. is the thing. This is the kind of story that you have to. It's like a band aid. You just got to pull it off all at once because it's not going to. And I don't want to short sh- change it. I, right. I don't want you to Fair rush enough. it because you know that Fred's there. Well, bored now out of you're going to get free listeners going. Oh, now I got to pay. Yeah, pay. pay club to pay. Hear this get story. a hat. Let's go. Okay. All right. As a reminder, you can go uh, for the new shirts. You can go to Potswag. Yep. Uh, exclusive shirt. Uh, Fred Stoller's, I guess. Fred has a, what they call a sniglet. Nope. A, a sing- Kindle oh, single. When is this airing? Wednesday. Wednesday. Right. Wednesday. All right. Well, it's... Um, When's it come out, this book? It's coming out April 27th. Oh, but, so next week. Yes. So get ready. Yeah. Yes. And the premise of the book, Fred, which I enjoy, is you were on the Young Comedian Special in 1989. Should I read the the, the subtitle? Sure. Ha- five minutes to kill how the HBO Young <coughs> me, Comedian Special changed the lives of 1989's funniest comics. I didn't come up with that. I'm not so brazen. I was one of the funniest in 89, but that's the title. Well, you were close. I think that was accurate. I, I think that I remember seeing you on TV back then, and uh, you were great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was thinking the first time you had mentioned the, the Letterman daytime show. Did you do stand up on that? No. What no. Did, did you do any daytime? Did you do Merv or anything in the daytime? No, I'm not that old, but I did uh, a show you wouldn't remember. Bill Boggs had a show. Oh, yeah. You were in Boggs. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I did daytime. I did Star Search in 84. Um, no, none of that Merv uh, rock concert was the 70s. So that right. was before me. But Merv was on the 80s still, wasn't he? Or was it all yeah. 70s? For no, he was. 
He might have trickled into the he 80s. He was, but now Seinfeld, I remember he did it, Larry Miller, <clears throat> in the late 70s. Okay. Scheidner. He, he did probably a lot did of it. He did, he did a lot of Mervs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then. Right. When he was here, he was talking about the, how yeah. great that Merv was. Merv was like the, the minor league. You would go work your set on it, and they didn't care if you uh, repeated material. You would right. do it on Merv, and then you're like, yeah, that's a good set. Come and do it for uh, in the bigs. Yeah. Maybe when I came to L.A., I wonder what uh, year Merv stopped. Um, I know Darren. it was definitely on in 1980. That I can yeah. confirm. At, it went as far as 80? Without a doubt, he was on an 80, because Chicago, uh, they promoted their Chicago 14 album on Merv Griffin in 1980. So for sure, 1980. Here it comes. Garen Cumbrell. I want to say he went all the way to 84, is my guess. There were 4,855 episodes Jesus Christ. from February 14th, 1972 to September 5th. Do you guys want to bet on this? Nobody else seems to care but me. 83, I'm guessing. I'll say 84. All right, I'll bet. I'm, I'm, not, I'm out. Why aren't you in? I've got no stake in Fred, this. Fred, you in on this, Dolly? Yeah, 83. He's in. <laughs> well, yeah. Are you in on this, Elliot? Sure. All right, if Elliot's in on Why not? But now, but this, it's going to be one of three things. Yeah, so somebody's going to win. I'll go 81. All right, uh, and LA, then 83. Yes. I'm going to go all the way to 84. I said 84. Right. <laughs> you split it. Uh... Boy, you so got, what am I left with? You got with? 82 or 85. Or even 1980. That could have been the last year. I'll say 85 then. Oh. All right. So we got we got 80. What do you got? 81. 81. 83. Mm-hmm. 84. 85. This is the last year. That what if no one wins? Listen, we got 1980 and 1981 that All are right. available. Or 82. 82 rather. is available. Boy, I bet you it's 82. Side bet? <laughs> I could have taken 82, but... Uh. Is it closest wins? Yeah. Oh, so nobody has it. Nobody has it. Wow. Nobody we, has do we, it. Do we redo it? Do we repick? No, no. Closest wins. Let's get this We'll one. go closest. So... Without going over? Without no. going over. No, no, guy. It's not going over. It's well, dates. Cause, it's cause years. Because if it's 82, then there's two people who could be equally... Just let him answer it. No, it's, it's still who's ever closest. Okay. All right. If it's 82, if it's off the air in December 31st, 19... Well, we know it's September. Oh, you already said September, September 5th. Yeah. So then it would be... So that's, w- that's the, tail end. So, so, 80, so the, it's 82, 83 wins. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? He doesn't, as a reminder, doesn't like operas. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening in his head right now. We could have figured this all out once he told us if it mattered. It might not matter. It sounds like it matters. Fred, if you pick up your phone one more time, I'm going to take it from you and put it... Uh, fucking, I'm going to go buy a lady's shoe. I was shoe cheating. And... <laughs> Smash it. I was trying to cheat. You know what? Too late. It's already smashed. <laughs> oh, no. Fred! Get yourself a case. What'd you do, Fred? It fell. You know. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll save that story for Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mine's also cracked. My, uh, Your screen cover is My screen cracked. cover. Yeah. <coughs> All right, go ahead. Garen Cockrell, when did Merv Griffin go off the air? September of uh, what day? September 5th of 191980. 19... Six. 86. Wow. There you go. Who didn't want to participate. Thank yeah, you. Gets money. Very much. That's why we gamble. <laughs> so that I can win. <laughs> to feel the, the rush of winning. Don't you feel good? Oh, man. The endorphins are flowing, man. You know, my girlfriend gets, uh, always laughs at me because the endorphins make me cry. You have a wife <laughs> and a girlfriend? I was quoting Odie the Blowfish, Fred. Oh, 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 oh. I, you, I was being literal. <laughs> okay. 
That's what hurt you in '89. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, so, but I, remember, I, where did I see you first? Was it maybe uh, evening the improv? Is that possible? Oh yeah. That, uh, someone said those were like jury duty. You yeah. Keep doing them. <laughs> How many well, did you do? <clears throat> probably four at least. Maybe. That's free money though, wasn't that free money? It was. It was actually there was a nice time. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, some water right in there. In the uh, '90s, where you could make a marginal living doing. Uh, evening at the Improv, a comic strip live, the VH1 with Rosie and then with Bobby Collins, Caroline's. You did the same act, but it was so hard to come up with new material because it was like uh, all those uh, kind of cable-ish, uh, uh, John Binerish stuff, you know. Coming down the road. Yes. So there were a bunch of those. Now, if, if Bobby Collins had to fly anywhere, does anybody know what airline he would use? No, Continental. Very good. <laughs> Come on, that was his big bit. Well, with the cataracts? Continental. It's Continental. <laughs> I'm using Continental. Nice tan, Bobby Collins. <laughs> Beautiful white teeth. What, uh, where's that? Uh, so you're doing, you're in the clubs. You're banging around. You're doing these late night, uh, these, uh, you did Letterman. Yes, I right? did it the night the space shuttle blew up. What happened? Whoa. Really? In New York. It was my debut. But did, now you, they, they went on the air? They still yeah, you know, it's weird. That was uh, that was 86, I think, or 85. Let's not do another bet. No, I, uh, when the Space Challenger blew I remember up. it was right after Murphy. Mur- 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 the, the, the astronaut said, well, if he's not around, we yeah. aren't either. We, we, we could die because Merv Griffin's off. But, um, I, you know, those days, I think they didn't have... All the tw- the scrolls with the twenty four. When there was a tragedy, they didn't have like the twenty four hour nightline. You know, talking about it over and over. So I remember they called me last minute. Said, "Get down here." You know, you can't say no to Letterman. Turned out I didn't. You know, I didn't have TV reception because back in those days in Manhattan, if you didn't have cable, you had no TV. I missed all the eighties. You know, Hill Street Blues, because our, our landlord wouldn't let us have cable. So I didn't know the space shuttle blew up, and I didn't know what it meant or anything. So they people canceled. No one wanted to be on TV. So they said, call that schmuck. He'll, you know, we'll waste an episode. You know, he'll do it, because uh, it doesn't matter. No one will see it. So I had to screen my act for Letterman and Rob, not Letterman, Rob Martin and um, Barry Sands. And they said, you can't do anything depressing, which was half my act, right. people falling. <laughs> you know. So Letterman started this show. He goes, we don't mean to be irreverent. Today's the most depressing day in American history. Comedy of Fred Stoller. No, we were going to do a show anyway. So, yes, so that those days, and I remember uh, when Letterman was on the late Tom Snyder show, he said the worst night he ever had to do was the night the space shuttle blew up. It'd be funny if you said, because I was on it. Yep. <laughs> but uh, so that was my Letterman shot. Um, Did it go well, though? I mean, it went OK, considering they were all bummed out. Right. And I had I wasn't really preparing a set. I just ran in and slopped one in the office. And they said, don't do that joke. That's about, um, you know, sadness and. You know, um, so so I did okay considering. Okay. Um, okay considering. And did, did you ever do Johnny? Yeah, Johnny was weird because the only time I ever did it, um, like most people, you don't meet him, but I didn't meet him before or after. Didn't even see the desk. So it felt like I, I did, you know, at a, a green screen thing like The Tonight Show, and then I went back and walked down Moore Park. Right. It felt <laughs> as magical as that, as, as leaving this place. So... There was a, it wasn't a big thing. It was a, around maybe eighty nine ish, ninety, and he was kind of on the tail end. And someone canceled that one too. It was me 
Yodelers and, and Doc Severinsen doing a solo. Oh, so, wow. Wait, everybody re- canceled. Holy shit. Yes, they didn't rerun. I was the only guest. What Yodelers? So it's uh, that's why this book was a big break, I thought, when I finally got to be on a Young Comedian special. Now, the Young Comedian special, which I grew up watching, I'm sure you did as well, although yes. you were already in the business. I, I started. <clears throat> no, I watched it. It was uh, now you youngsters don't remember that these yearly that's the I annual, remember, yeah. were pretty big breaking things like the Rodney ones were the biggest that broke mm-hmm. Kennison, Dice, Roseanne, Seinfeld, Saget, um some other people. Um, so it was a big deal to get on a young comedian special. I tried in New York, and Rodney was up to Rodney, not HBO. You know, he. I found out doing research for my little thing, um, uh, talking to Harry Basil, who really, that his thing exploded. He was on one of the ones with uh, Rodney. Mm-hmm. So um, it was all up to, so I remember I went up, I, I auditioned, and I thought I did a good set. So I, I went to Broadney. What do you think? He goes, you're too low-key, okay? And uh, this comic, uh, I don't know if anyone knows him, Ron Richards, did something pretty profound. He said, that's a euphemism for no. So no. so something we learned in life. Whenever they say, we want you, but it means they're not interested. Okay. So, so, um, so it was, it was uh, exciting that I finally got to be on one. Uh, in 89, the, the 89 one. And that thing was strong. I mean, they, they always they, they they always had good, you know, five great acts. Yours had six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yours was strong. I mean, everybody on there was funny. Oh, thank you. Well, it was, it was weird because I interviewed a lot of people. Uh, it was fun. I had a lot of uh, lunches. I paid for everyone except for... Three menches wouldn't let me pay for them, and I interviewed them. That's very nice. One of them is still demanding a, a meal at Nobu. It's like my Seinfeld episode <laughs> with Banya. He felt I took him to Nobu in Malibu, and he just had appetizers. He said, I'm just going easy. Then I took him for waffles, and then he set me up with an interview, and now he's demanding not just an appetizer, a big meal at Nobu in Malibu. So, so a lot of them were interesting. Some said this was their favorite young comedian special, like Mark Brazil, a, a TV creator. He said because in Mars, we were getting away from the kind of Lenny Clark, Dom Herrera kind of, it was the start of the kind of different kind of stand-up. Mm. And uh, some people like uh, Rick Messina, would, I'd say, uh, a big producer, uh, uh, I mean manager, would say, uh, that was one of the weaker ones. So it's just... It was, <laughs> oh, is that true? Is that what he said? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, let's talk about who was on it then, so that people can, if they haven't seen okay, it. Okay, don't give away endings of my book if what happened to people on it. I won't, I'm, gonna, I would, I'm just going to say who was on okay. it. Okay. Uh, I, I want to say it opened, was Spade first or Spade was second? Well, Dennis Miller hosted it. He did a long set. And, um, and was really funny. Yes. Uh, Spade? No, no, I think Rob Schneider was the first Schneider. act. Um, Got to sit clock back. Yeah. Jan Karam was second. Then Jan. Myself was third. Okay, I was wrong on the order completely. Then I think Spade, then I think Warren Thomas. And then Drake Sather. Drake Sather. And Drake Sather, to me, the standouts were you, Spade, and Sather. Those were the three. And I like really? Jan very well. And I, liked, I didn't uh, think I stood out. I, I was you did because first. you were different. I guess so. But, I, I, I you know, uh, Drake had great quotable one-liners. I used to have a lot of one-liners, but by the time this was on, it was being more conversational, talking about dating and those thrill-seeker jokes. But, uh, yeah, so basically it was um, 
my f- I, I thought this was a funny story when I told it on Mark Marin, but um, I was listening. To, one of the ideas I got for writing this chronicle of what happened to everyone, <clears throat> I was um, listening to Rob Schneider on WTF, and he said, what was your big break? He said, the 1989 Young Comedian Special. And I went, what the fuck? Why was it my big break? <laughs> it's like there was another thing where we talked about earlier with someone's break and not mine. Um, what was that? Yeah, it was um, when you went to London with oh, yes, Bill Hicks. Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> whatever it was a big break for someone, I was the invisible guy. So uh, so I, I was just – I always um, – what I liked about the six comics on this was – the diversity and of trajectory of lives and careers. Like someone said, it was the triumph and the tragedy of what happened to the six of us. So I, um, yeah, so that got me interested in wanting to uh, track people down and talk to them. And uh, it was it was fun because I, I think you came to L.A. what year? I came here in 95. Okay, so yeah, so you a lot of these people you didn't... Uh, start with or, or know so well but um but i mean a lot i again i i enjoy talking to people like dave rath who gave me a you know um like i said rick messina um a lot of people didn't have much to say but they ate anyway they <laughs> pretended they were experts uh-huh. uh, a lot of uh it was fun a lot of people who semi-retired and now live in san francisco so i, I was good to catch up with some people Guy Stephen Pearl, who um, yeah. may not have heard of, but um, he was uh, him and uh, uh, Warren Thomas was in it. Uh, the, him and War were the two people I could riff along with Greg. Um, oh God, my, I'm not that age. Where I can't think of names. Greg Proops. There were few people that could keep up with Robin Williams and riffing, and I didn't know. Um, like a few people in this uh, book, uh, this uh, Sniglet, were uh, San Francisco guys, three of them. And I didn't know in the 80s, I thought I was spoiled that the New York comedy boom in the 80s was the place where you can make a living as marginal one in town doing seven sets a night. And But in the Bay, they were rock stars. I mean, a lot of them, yeah. a lot of them, I see why they never left. There was a guy at a young comedian special, great guy who I bumped into, Jeff Bolt who was on one of the Young Comedian specials, and he was saying, I'm making like 35 or something, 55,000 doing voiceovers in the Bay. So he didn't really want to come to the Bay. There's other, oh, I love talking to this guy, Bob Rubin. He was the one saying that they were rock stars. So it was really interesting just talking to people in their own, again, I didn't know that San Francisco in the 80s was even bigger uh, there's another guy, I won't say his name, but you could see the arrested development, the guy who was demanding all the meals because he acted like a diva. He was the big guy in the Bay, and then he comes here, and they can't let it go. So They, they still want, he wanted to be the big fish here as well, and it yeah. wasn't going to happen. They can't get out of their head the time in, in the Bay and the comedy boom. They were rock stars. They performed like for 3,000 here and there, and yeah, and they would just work a lot. And you spoke to this guy because uh, you're tr- trying to get research on Warren Thomas. Or was he also on a Young Comedian special at some point? This the, guy, this yeah, he knew two of the players. I and see. I don't want to. No, yeah, we're good. But he, yeah. Uh, yeah Are he, his initials DF? No. There's a guy in New York, DF Swedler. Well, do I know DF? Uh, well, if it's not, if it's not it, then it's not. Okay. There was a guy. <clears throat> um, there was a guy. Um, it's kind of funny. Well, maybe. Is it Doug Ferrari? No. <laughs> there was a guy in New York who was pretty annoying. 
and everyone hated him. So he went to San Francisco to have a, a new start. They hated him there very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. He tried a new start. And um, uh, Is he, he still in the business, this person? I think he's in Jersey. He's got kids. That, that's like saying no in Jersey. No, yes, just no. kidding. No, but he's I, – I don't know what he does. But he – I went to the Bay and he was uh, – yeah, he, he was, became legendary there. He couldn't have a new start. So you all right? So uh, you, you do the young comedian special. You you shoot it right here in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, there was a place, Jimmy. Well, you were here in '95. This place closed, but there was one place across the street. Now let's not have another bet. But I, what year did the uh, Santa Monica Improv close? Did you ever do that? No, but I went there once in '93. Yes. So there was a place across. I think yeah, the Mayfair Theater. And they had yeah. not only our young comedian special, but they had was it the A list there? Yes, and we used yeah. to call it a list <laughs> because everyone was on it. It was, uh, and I was on the second round of the A list when first Richard Lewis. That's another thing where you could make it, all these cable shows in the nineties. Um, that one was ha- uh, Sandra Bernhard uh, right, hosted that, too. and then I did. They they did. Um, Mario Joyner, if I'm remembering uh, right, did the. That's another gig. The Mario was the MTV, MTV right? Yeah. Yes, hour. and, they, and did, they shot those there. Yes, those two. That was um, half hour comedy hour. Right, yeah. So it was a cool, yeah, place. So it's just uh, Mayfair's a shoe store now. Is it really? Is that right? Yeah, they finally they finally converted into. But a shoe they store. still shoot comedy specials there, which <laughs> I find yeah. very interesting. Mm. I remember when uh, <clears throat> when I used to do the. Uh, I'm just making a music reference. Um, when I would go to the uh, Santa Monica Improv, I, if I was there early, I'd go across the street. Not only did they have a tower, which we never thought those places would close, there was another Rhino uh, yeah. music store that I used to love. A, a Rhino had, um, uh, yeah, really, yeah. And uh, do, I, do you do you know anything about these Rhino compilations? They're my favorite. They, they, they're these things of. Uh, like these weird '70s songs, not really novelty, but um, Nuggets. Uh, yeah, yeah, the run of the Nugget series. Oh yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like thirty something of them at this point. You have them? I don't. But yeah, I yeah. don't care for Rhino. Uh, but label, that was but, my, <laughs> my and I and I read. I just I was going to lie, but I listened to the Bruce Springsteen book on tape. Now I actually got it and read it. But I know your music. I don't know what you think about Springsteen. He's but, the boss. Um, lost. Put a T at that and ruin my joke. He, uh, Joke's a strong word. Do you not like him? I do. In fact, I've got, I got that book for Christmas for my in-laws, and I have yet to crack it because I'm uh, busy so good reading your sniggle it over and yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, mine uh, is as good as – no, it's just – I liked it, so just babbling. I loved yours and, and because I – you know, I started in 88, doing open mics in 88. That's when I came to L.A. And that's when you came to L.A. And one of the reasons I got into this, I said, if that guy's going to make a move out there, I'm going to do open mics. You know what I think? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. You know where I think we're not bonded, but connected? Um, when I – this was so desperate and I'm ashamed and I'm ashamed. Uh, when I, my Seinfeld year came out, I, I was new in podcasting. So I went to a podcast convention you were at trying to, like, get on podcast. And Norm McDonald makes fun of me. This guy, he's trying to get on podcast. It's pathetic. Um, <laughs> so I went to one uh, around Santa Monica. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. The, the first podcast. Yes, yeah. yes. And I remember uh, just going to Doug Benson. I, I, I stuttering. I, I watch movies. Could I, I know them good. Could I, I be on it? And he's like... 
whatever. And um, so he's – okay. So there was a nice lady – that remembered me from 1990-something from Indianapolis and said, you two were there, or Indiana. Um, so maybe we were there together. Or there was, uh, a, what was the comedy club in? Indianapolis Comedy Connection or uh, Broad Ripple. Maybe that the first Chicken one. Chicken Patty owned it. Yes, yeah. yes. And she, she, and she yes. And he, it's, her name is Heidi, and she, uh, she, she and was her at husband that, would work there and. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, she was at the Podfest. Yes, it was very And nice. so what happened? Did we, uh, she introduced us? Is that what the... No, maybe maybe I thought we worked... We didn't work there together. I didn't... I, no, I'm confusing Indianapolis with Chicago. I did... Um, the Chicago Improv in 88 was managed by this guy, Walter Gertz, who's Jamie Gertz's father. Hmm. And I remember uh, it was my first time in Chicago, and of course it was a crazy heat wave, and I was opening for Ellen DeGeneres. Oh wow! And and the MC go, he's nervous. He goes, Helen, no, no offense, but I have to do this opening joke. I, I can't, not do it. And she goes, What are you talking about? Then he goes up there, he goes, and he dikes in the audience. Oh no, Jesus! Like, 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 not only he could not not do that. Like, never not funny. He could not not do that. And and he and she wasn't out then. And he dikes in the audience. Wow! He's got to do it. He's got to yes, do it. Couldn't. There's no way around it. Yes, yeah, see, that was his big uh, Chicago. Do you remember that guy's name? Yeah, he was a local Sell Chicago guy. I, I don't remember. Was but it Jimmy uh, Pardo? <laughs> oh no, I never I never worked there uh, when. But the, do you remember uh, Walter Gertz? Of course, I I went. I would compete against uh, Jamie in a speech team uh, forensics. Get out! Uh, Jamie was at a different school, and we uh, we compete against each other. And whenever we had to compete directly against her, we'd go. Well, we're going to lose. Because she would, and the one year, one she one was week, famous by then. No, she just was great. Wow! And then, then she showed up at, on uh, Square Pegs, and we're like, the girl that beats us every week is now on TV. But we beat her one week. My uh, partner and I beat her one week, and uh, it was celebrated on the bus home that we beat Jamie wow. and her partner. I think we just discovered the secret reason why you actually hate Twister because of Jamie Gertz. Oh, she's horrible in that movie. Well, you just don't like Jamie Gertz. No, I do like Jamie Gertz. <laughs> no, I, you've I, got it in for her. Wasn't she in one of John Hughes' movies? This was her break? Well, she was in um, uh, was Less Than break? Zero, which yes, had that yes. gaggle of people, but it's yes. not uh, Brad Pack. Right. Uh, she was, uh, that's how I associated with Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. And then she was in one other thing that was very big, but then... Yeah, what was the other 80s movie? Or something? Well, Square Pegs was her Square big Square Pegs thing. was big, yeah. And then she was great. She's great in Less Than Zero. Lost Boys, Lost Boys, Lost Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Boy, that movie does not hold up at all. And I mean, and I said that that minute I walked out of the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it was. I mean, I think it was for kid. You know, it was for teens, and I enjoyed it as a kid. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. The great Keefe, Keefe, Keefe. Hi, I'm Jimmy. <clears throat> Just had a tough time. So, Fred, I'm watching. The, I would watch the Young Comedian special. I remember yours, uh, and walking away thinking Drake Sather was terrific, and. Uh, uh, but he, he he became a writer, right? Isn't that what uh, happened with Drake for the most part? Yeah, he mostly went into. For, uh, did he end up writing for Dennis Miller? I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, no. He yeah, he worked for the first Dennis Miller show, and Norm Macdonald uh, and him were uh, office shared an office, and and uh, Dennis would call them the twins because they're both tall, uh, quiet, very brilliant, and what ha- it was like a Seinfeld episode because uh, then. Uh, uh, Hi, Fred. Norm got fired. 
But then he just kept hanging out and he got his <laughs> job back. He just would just keep coming and really? in the carpool. Yeah, Norm doesn't drive. So, all right, get, get, let him have the job back. He just coming in. <laughs> Did you interview Dennis for this uh, book? Nah, I didn't want to bother him. No. I, uh, now it was hard getting a hold of people. You know, I couldn't get everyone. Some people, like... Uh, Greg was uh, proops want was gonna then he was emotional too emotional he was best friends with Warren right so some uh, I did I I don't I didn't and yeah I didn't okay so you, but but I think it's still good yeah I think if you interviewed Dennis it would have ticked it up a little bit I'm yeah kidding. It was good. he was one of, you know you know my uh, my uh, this guy gave me an analogy are you a sports fan I enjoy sports I uh, baseball and golf are my sports okay um. This is not like either of those, but no, like uh, those 30 by 30s. Yeah. I like those things like what happened to the Wildcats? Like two of them became Chris Weber and one was Jalen Rose. One is a security guard. One is in the military. One yeah. is a teacher. So it's like one of those what happened to following yeah. the careers. And golf and oh, I, I was uh, touring with Norm for a while and you had to watch golf with him. He but, likes to live tweet it. Oh, I was pretending yeah. I liked it. I didn't. No, I, I enjoy think. watching. I love watching golf. Very relaxing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, there was that place and uh, we went to a big one in Vegas golf course. I forgot the big one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But baseball, the uh, both teams, Chicago. I, I like all baseball, but the White Sox are my team. See, but I will root that's, for the Cubs. That's what, you know, what bothered me about the White Sox is it was around the election and the chance of the uh, White Sox, no, no, the, the Cubs winning was a chance of Trump beating Hillary. I remember there were some statistics. Right. And they went, oh, no, now he can win. Yeah. They they snuck in and took those you numbers. You know, none of the, this, there must be a guy at NBA Games Baseball that sits there and go, no one has ever won a game with three strikes, with a third pitcher on the elbow, you know, and, and yeah. they never, that's why I loved with baseball. And I don't like the Yankees because I don't like uh, evil empires. The same reason I hated the Lakers in the, 80, in the 90s. And that year with the Boston, it totally annihilated that thing. No team has ever come back from 0-3. So I like when, you know, with Trump, they kept saying, well, this has never happened before. Well, that's why it will happen. Now, do you um, suspect the Russians influenced the uh, the World Series as well? I think they did. I think mm -hmm. the Russians got involved with the World Series. Yeah. There's no question is about it. Is there really a speculation? No. <laughs> I'm so gullible. This is why you can't have lunch with Dennis Miller. He, uh, he's gone crazy. <laughs> Yeah. He's still welcome on this show anytime. We welcome Dennis Miller anytime to come on this program. And he hasn't? Oh, no. He has no interest. I think yeah. they reached out, and then we said, sounds good, and then uh, it never happened. Probably because he listened to it for a second, and we yeah. went, fuck Trump, and he was out. He's mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's in Santa Barbara, I think. He's up in Santa Barbara? Yeah. Beautiful area up there. Oh, my God. I got to... Get just travel more. You ever get up there? You ever got to take a look at the beach, ride a bike? Yeah, not not riding the bike, but I, I've taken some of these rides. You forget that. Wow, we're by the water. Yes, we had a nice Easter brunch yesterday, right by the water. Where we saw some sea lions splashing around, and where, where's very that? nice. A place called Whiskey Reds in Marina del Rey. Oh wow, it was nice. I didn't know there were sea lions that uh, this far down. Uh, I've never seen one. Could it be a seal? 
I mean, you know, it's uh, maybe I don't know. I know it's not an otter. My son told me five thousand times that I was wrong. <laughs> Wait, don't don't tell me Oscar or Omar. Wait, don't tell me <laughs> Oliver. Oliver, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Omar, it was almost going to be Orenthal. Omar. <laughs> Omar, what? It was almost Oscar. Yeah, really? It was almost Oscar. Yes, that's what his name should literally be. Almost Oscar. Oh, that would be horrible to do to a child, Fred. <laughs> almost Oscar. That's the type of stuff that's in that book. I'm not reading. Yes. Uh, but uh, Matt, you, as a comedy fan, you yeah. should read it because it's. I'm going to. I love hearing about that era of yeah. comedy, like when Rich Seidner was here, and yep. Rich would talk about the era of me watching Carson and Merv and, and Mike Douglas, <laughs> and Rich would talk about that. This is not obviously not the same thing as that, but it's still like those. Were, I had just started comedy; those young comedian specials were like, "Holy shit, did you see Dice Clay?" And like. Dice well, Clay the, the, was great for six minutes. Well, those were the days when, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they didn't have you know a billion channels. Right, right. They didn't. They didn't even Comedy Central wasn't really invented yet. Yeah, I don't think it was around yet. So those, so you can sort of make it from those six minute spots. And in my era, there's a guy, oh, a great guy who died. His name was Ronnie Shakes, and he used to have these great Carson spots of these joke jokes. So it was so. Um, unfathomable that everyone like now in stand up, we could list about a hundred people that have an hour special every year. Yes, I mean uh, the the big ones is there's so many. Oh, I'm dropping my new hour, and how did it become so effortless for so many to have an hour? I think in my era. It was more joke, 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 and it was so hard to get yeah. the six tight because you'd have to, uh, like I did the night of space shuttle, uh, display it for a a, um, a segment producer, and it had to be tight, 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 like uh, Drake Sather's joke. So I think it started changing a little more conversational, like a like a. Uh, What's what's his name? Ari Shafir, where it's not joke, joke, just a long bit about diarrhea in Australia and this and, <laughs> you know, uh, no, I, there's better examples. But I don't know. But, nope, but I think that's the perfect example. That is but, the quintessential but did, story joke. <laughs> but it used to be really like the comics would huddle around the TV in the bar at the improv a catch and, and watch who's Margaret Smith or one of these who got the five minute spot mm-hmm. and it would be a big thing to watch those five six minute spots mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that has gone away um, like here's a guy uh, not famous but I think he's so old fashioned like my era Dan Natterman yeah where you mm-hmm. go oh and he does a really good uh, five six minute on Conan but people don't really appreciate that craft, it seems. Um, you know, I think he's great. So yeah, no, no, I, no I'm I, talking I, about. I, I'm talking about. But that's he's almost from a different era. Yeah, you know that whole. You know, like I, I don't. I, I admit I'm not as adverse with a guy like Bert Kreischer or um, Big J Okerson, But I don't think they made it from five minute spots. They just have a presence right. where yeah. somehow, yeah. I, I, I kind of, you know what it's like? It's like, you know, I'm an old guy and and now I don't understand how people make it big in music because, oh, you, I used to think you do MTV, you see MTV videos and you know the MTV. And now I'm going, how do people know pop songs now? You know what I mean? So yeah, same thing this, with stand-up. All these new avenues. It's like, you know, people can make a big name for themselves just without ever even being on stage. Like they could just do a YouTube channel for 
you know, a million people, and wow. then that's their whole their careers that built is on their that. Career. So you like the the era of back in the the comedy boom stuff? I do, I do like yeah, that. I, I, I mean, I, but I, I also liked uh, you know uh, moving here and being part of the Largo scene and that and doing the, you know that. Are uh, you a part of the Largo scene? I, I came into it. It was already established, wow. and then that intimidated uh, me. It intimidated me too, but it was you know you had to be you know uh, well, you didn't have to, but it was. Part of the landscape when I moved here. The 90s, yes. Mid-90s. Yes, I remember, you know, just killing time at night when I stopped hanging at a comedy club. So I'd go to this uh, bookstore. I'm just walking up. Oh, there's a comedy show. And I ran away. I remember on the second floor. The Borders. Borders yes. uh, on La Cienega. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You used to see stand-up there? Uh, I think I might have seen one or two shows there, yeah. I, was, I, I didn't get into the comedy scene here until like 2002, three. so I was like, probably already on the tail end there. But We were grateful to have those bookstores at the same time. I mean, it, it, that, that one in particular was really, you're bothering people shopping. Yeah, It's like you're just doing it to hear your own voice. Well, it was weird because people, and me admittedly, when you came from New York where you could do like seven paid spots, not a lot on the weekends, and run around... And there was never bringers. There was never bookstores for free. It was just paid, paid, paid. Even if it was just $20 at the strip. It was hard for me, at least, for people to come here and do, like, bars for free. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we had the thing. We did our growing. And, yeah. I was – when I first moved to L.A., I was, like, friends with weird people like Al Bell. And, and Lou Bell. Oh, so we would. If it, what, Fred, if his name was Lou, what would his name be? Lou Lou Bell. There we go. Very good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was. It's the, the comedy boom in New York thwarted some people because they had this sense of elevation, like mm-hmm. in the bass scene. So some thought it would never end and weren't prepared when it fell out. Mm-hmm. Some were smart in writing spec sitcom scripts. Some. It fell out and had to find something else like, you know, Mark Marin and and you, you know. I don't mean you fell out, but I'm saying they were smart. They uh, saw the things coming. He was smart. He was smart and asked me to do this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, again, I it was, uh, you know, I sound like an old guy. Yeah. But a lot of these young kids, people under 30, not only did they not know about these young comedian specials, they don't. You would think they'd want to watch, like, th- these 80s things, because we weren't that old and old-fashioned, like, watching Steve Allen. Yeah. You'd think you'd want to, like, know who, you know, uh, David Say, Bobby Kelton, these people that used to do a lot of six-minute stuff. Right. I don't disagree with that. I, I, I'm, I'm amazed when young comics don't know the people that came before them. I think it's all part of what you have to learn. Like, the, it, it, maybe not go back that far. I hear what you're saying. But, like, young comics, they don't they don't care at all. I, and no I, I know I'm generalizing. I know. I, I sound like that. an old man. But, but yeah, you would think they'd want to research. Just, re, like I said, watch uh, young, those five-minute spots of the 80s because they were, they, I don't think they were, like I said, watching that old-fashioned. You know what's interesting? Um, I, I don't go there anymore because they don't want me but the comedy and magic club hmm. is an interesting place because like a friend of mine um he's a young guy do you know jimmy o yang from silicon valley yeah he's yeah, a yeah chinese guy he's a friend of mine and he he hangs out well he doesn't when he would hang out at the um comedy magic club you have young people starting interacting with people like Scheider and Alan Havey. And, and in, in my time there was no pl- club for me to like hang out and 
you know, hey, with new people my age and also Freddie Roman and right. you know what I mean? So it's that's the one place that is a throwback, you know, the mm-hmm. old kind of 70s Kathleen Madigan, you know, kind of pump, you know, so... Is that semi-interesting, what I just said? Uh, I think Kathleen's going to take offense to you calling no. you saying she worked in the 70s. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the the new young people I, interacting with... Uh, that is a weird Alan Haley was like 60-something, yeah. Yeah, there should be more places like that where people, right, young people can sort it, of learn. And I've said it before, though, about like when I moved here, it's like you could see the fear in Scott LaRose's eyes when my group of guys moved here. And it's like... And then it's kind of happened to me, too, at the Improv. Like, I can still go up at the Improv all I want. So I'm a bad example, but guys that I also came here with can't because the new young guys are here. We've been here 20 years. There's a new group that does stage time at the Improv, and it just happens. Do you do the Comedy Store? Never. I never. I've do. done it two times. But in I my always, lo- I always look at the lineups on, um, you know, on Instagram or whatever yeah. people. And there's this one guy. That there's some loyalty, or maybe he part owns the club. He's on every show. August Hamilton. Uh, no, it's not. It's not August, is it? I think it is. No, it's not. What's his name? Argus? Argus. Okay. Argus Hamilton. He's yeah. a guy who's He's been doing it since nineteen forty seven. Yeah, so but that's nice that there's one guy that you know yeah, there's a lot of guys that used to be big deals at the store and they're totally out. That guy Barry Diamond, uh who I thought yeah, was yeah. very good. I had his album. Yeah, really? I had his vinyl, Barry Diamond. I thought he was vinyl. very good. So the, yeah, there's people they threw out. Yeah, that people have no recollection of. Yeah. Well, you know who's doing a great show, kind of like that. Oh, you speak is uh, Wendy Liebman's show that she does uh, in Studio City once a month. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's a collection of of all eighties uh, from the eighties and nineties and then the young kids today. So she's doing a little bit of everybody. I don't know what kind of crowd she gets. I just see the lineups. She's doing the Coast show, the best of the eighties, yeah, nineties, and today. <laughs> but not. What was not uh, the Scott LaRoe? Yeah. Uh, Norm hates when people do impressions of him, but it's hard not to when you cry. Hey, you know, I uh, I came to Hollywood thinking it's all these, uh, you know, big, big the biggest stars in the world, and it's it's all road guides like Scott LaRose. Turns out, what the fuck is this? It's all thought it's going to be Robin Williams every night and. Prior, it's Scott LaRose. I, I'm, I'm like a ventriloquist puppet. I'm, inter, I'm insulting Scott LaRose with my Norm MacDonald yeah, puppet. Bro, yeah. Yes. It, uh, but then I should have Scott LaRose, too. Poor Scott LaRose is getting hit hard in this yeah, episode. Yeah, you, you opened you know, it let's, up. Let's just put this in the Players Club, guys. Yeah, good call. All right, let's <laughs> take a break. We'll be back more with Fred right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Fred Stoller is on Twitter at Fred underscore Stoller. And uh, his new book, Five Minutes to Kill, will be on the uh, Amazon Kindle. It'll just be on Amazon, but you can uh, get it for your Kindle over there for just $1.99 starting on, I think, the 27th of April. Uh, while you're waiting, you can check out uh, his uh, previous uh, Kindle single, which is uh, My Seinfeld Year. And uh, also uh, check out his first book. Uh, what is it called? Thanks for... Ha- Maybe you'll have me back. Uh, they're all on Amazon. Please check them out. He's great and uh, a lot of great insights into the world of being a comedian. Never Not Funny is going to be live at Helium in Philadelphia on the 22nd of April. It is sold out, but uh, give a, give the club a call. Maybe there'll be a couple extra tickets hanging around there. Uh, after that, we're going to be at uh, Flappers in uh, Burbank on the 15th of May. And then the Comedy Bar in Toronto, Ontario, Canada on the 9th and 10th of June. And then San Francisco on June 13th. That's the punchline. All our dates and deets are at NeverNotFunny.com. Just click the tour link. Jimmy is also doing stand-up uh, in Toronto, the early shows on 
the 9th and 10th of June, so you can check them out there. But before that, Oklahoma City on the 27th of April, and then Paris, Texas on the 28th of April, and Austin, Texas, the Velveeta Room on the 29th of April. His dates and deets are at jimmypardo.com. Click his tour link and enjoy. Hey, Big Grande fans, listen up. Your favorite improv group is back for season two of Big Grande's Teacher's Lounge. Big Grande wants you to join them for more behind-the-scenes look at the goings-on at the Hamilton High School. Don't miss the second season of the show. Fans called one of the funniest miniseries released yet. The second season features all-star guests, including, and you've heard all these people right here on our show, Seth Morris, Lauren Lapkus, Paul F. Tompkins, and more. Find out more and hear an episode for free at stitcherpremium.com slash teacher. That is stitcherpremium.com. I swear to God, I will learn to read one day. I will learn to read one day. I will tell my my voice and my vocal cords to slow down because my brain is reading three sentences ahead, but the voice isn't there yet. Slow down. It's not about lack of being able to read. It's about your voice matching the brain. Find out more and hear an episode for free at stitcherpremium.com slash teacher. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Fred Stoller is here. Why not? We're getting stories. Uh, I have a question, actually. Oh, hang on now. Uh, hang on. I want to read this book. I, I have to ask. Uh, oh, it's been a long time since we've done this. Uh, yeah. Elliot, is the floor open uh, for questions? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead, man. Uh, I wanna, I'm that, looking forward to reading Thank the book. You so the much. question, though, is... Uh, is there any place I can watch the 1989 Young Comedian Special? That's you know, question. yeah, I think they have dribs and drabs of it on uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. So you can... But it's not like an HBO Go or something. They they, they would rerun them, mm-hmm. um, but that's a good question. Maybe they do, because people would say... That, yeah, years ago, they remember when they had... When people had cable, now everyone cut their cable, but they had lots of different HBOs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they had an HBO comedy they channel. They still have that, yeah. Oh, they, they do? Then, yeah. then, then have, it might be on it, yeah. that. But it's all like uh, Drew Barrymore movies, right? Yeah, it's a lot of movies. But they would show the they young comedian specials in those oh. periodically. Like they would, the 15th one, I was on the 13th, one had Judd J- J- Apatow, Ray right. Romano, Kendler, mm-hmm. Janine uh, Garofalo. There's one Brian one. Bellamy. Was, um, uh, Brian Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Brian Bellamy must be a basketball player. Uh, he's one of the Bellamy brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, remember the Bellamy? Nobody? I remember from love another flow. episode. Let your love flow. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? I remember you bringing them up on another episode. They come up a lot. Yeah. Are, you, are you really a big Chicago yeah. fan of the group? Yeah, yeah. There was one song I used to love because it, it gave you hope about finding love. Um, <laughs> oh, up until now, my life has just been wasted time. Uh Till I, I forgot what the song was. What is that? I'm trying to think of the lyric. Boy, that, Jimmy, he finally you were found, the number one fan. He found, um, I've been looking for, uh, waiting for a love like you, something like that. No, that's someone else. That's not Chicago. Could you put lyric Chicago and up till now my life has just been wasted time. I love that lyric. No, Maybe leave Chicago out of that search. Because <laughs> um, if it's not Chicago. Wasted time. Um... Wishing, not wishing you were here. Is um, it is it searching so long? Yes. Well, that's about that's not, uh, not even about love. It's about uh, just uh, 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 spiritual. Oh, and I've been searching so long. <laughs> I remember the DJ would say, "That's um, 
Well, no, was that with the Beach Boys? That's Chicago with the Beach Boys. Well, that's wishing you were uh, here. I'm wishing you, wishing you were held with the Beach Boys. And they'd go, we don't mean we, we, we wish you were here with the Beach Boys when, oh, in the boy. wishing. That's a funny DJ. <laughs> yes. That's a funny DJ. Uh, funny! <laughs> um, As my life, that one, goes... On, I believe somehow something's changed. Yeah, something deep inside. Ooh, part of me. Yeah, I'm trying to do a lot of different voices here. Okay, and not hitting any of the proper notes. Sounded good. Thank you, Matt, for saying. I've never heard the real song, but I think you did a wonderful rendition. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. Is that the one you were thinking of, Fred? You didn't look, did you? Sorry. I'm not finding the one that's what you're looking for. What, what, what are his words again? Um, Up till now, my life's just been wasted time. <laughs> Maybe I did it wrong. Lyrics. You're not finding any lyrics? Uh, Nothing that... F- well, hang on. Sounds one like you need Murdoch. to write a song. You've got some original lyrics. <laughs> Sorry. Get, put pen to paper. Hang on, Fred. Here's just me. wasted time in Chicago. I like the... Uh, you know what Chicago song I like? Uh, do you do that? Were they asking questions? Dialogue? Yeah. Are you optimistic about the way the things are going? Well, I really think... All right, so you got that one right? Yeah, you got that one right. (laughs) That one, by the way, that song, uh, relevant today. Oh, yeah? I really hope the president knows what he's into. I Uh don't know. Oh, I just don't know. We're to try to change things. Use the power that you have. Are they, are they talking about Nixon? We can yeah. make it happen. Yeah, we can make it happen. We can make it happen. Yeah. All right. What I'm going to do uh, for you, Fred, because we're friendly, is I'm going to go to uh, my what I call my information tunes, and I'm going to go there, and then. Scaring. Um, this is what happens when you don't look things up right. You got two guys on their phones here. Oh, here it is. Baby, what a big surprise. Oh, yeah. Is that what you said? Nope. Yesterday, it seemed to me my life was nothing more than wasted time. But here today, you've softly changed my mind. Baby, what a big, big surprise. surprise. Wrap it up my very eyes. Whoa. That does give me hope for finding love. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Um, that was the follow-up to, uh, that was on Chicago 11, that uh, Satara, uh, that, that's the one that, if you leave me now, is the one that everybody claims ruined the band but I think it was uh, maybe what a big surprise where they just became that they uh, were labeled pussy band but you like that you like that part of it the the band I like I like 90% of what the band has done yeah Right. I don't like people with a big surprise, to be honest with you. Saturday in the park I think it was the 4th of July yeah, yeah. I kind of think but well, why would you not know it's very specific <laughs> I'll tell you why Fred because he wrote the song based on he found some old uh, 8mm films and he, he put it on and then he was like watching it going uh, and then the song is about that oh okay alright so why don't you get off his ass <laughs> alright all, right. so all the flags oh, uh, and bunting and the fireworks didn't speaking of Chicago and musicals yeah. I love the movie Hair and one of the guys from Hair was from Chicago uh, Don Darkus Donnie Dacus yeah yeah Comes up often on the show. Comes up way too often. Really, on the show. she came up uh, the other night, and, and or maybe it was off. The, I don't know if it was on stage. Oh you, no, I, it was off stage because I saw, somebody asked me to sign their Chicago Thirteen album, so I signed a Jimmy Hotlicks Pardo, right? Because that was Donnie's uh, nickname. Oh Donnie, my god, Donnie Hotlicks Dacus. I met Donnie a couple times. Nice, nice. man. Good, 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 good. Nice man. Good, I met good. him at the Rock Hall of Fame, and then years ago in the eighties, I met him at the Warehouse Records in Pasadena. Wow, where the warehouse? The warehouse. They spelled it like that. I was the assistant manager. <laughs> Uh, all right, Fred, speaking of music, 
Let's play some. Let's play sevens. Oh boy! Right? I think Fred. Fred, Fred knows music. Yeah, yeah it do. sounds like it. Except yeah, I do. He says weird black uh, hole of not knowing what that song was by Chicago. Well, it, it didn't help me, but he got it. He pulled it. Yep. With the internet, hit the theme. He used the world right Mr. now. Theme. Here we go. You want seventies, eighties, or nineties music, Fred? Seventies. Uh, here, here we go. Seventies. We haven't done seventies. Listen. All right, for everyone to play sevens, it's like pyramid, and uh, I'm going to give you clues as to what a, a song or an artist or something is—a musical from the '70s—and you have to guess what it is. Wait. Oh, not that one we just did. <laughs> That's the theme song of oh, the segment. I thought it was a game. We're in heaven. Okay, I'm sorry. We're in heaven. We are, we're in game heaven right now. Will you do me a favor, oh, yeah. Matt, because you're closer. You punch Fred in the face. <laughs> Fred stole the series. Take a time away from visiting the Grove. He'll be back there uh, later on this Very afternoon. You going to the Grove today, Fred? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not li- even you, a question. You live nearby there. Yeah, I walk in this. Do you, now, do you get lunch when you go to the Grove there? Do you go to the farmer's market? Is there a place yeah. that you like? It's a Brazilian place. I'm mostly in the coffee in the morning, a fruit salad. And uh, this, oh, there's a new Epinata place. So good. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You like it? Uh, well, uh, do, do, do they have in Chicago? They don't have knishes. So it's the closest to a knish. This crusty, you know what an empanada is? Oh, sure. Yeah. There's a place uh, in Burbank called World Empanadas, which is You'll fantastic. Like yep. Everything. Banana, chicken. I got it all, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. From banana to chicken. <laughs> that is a wide range of things when you think about it. Bananas. I would never eat a banana empanada. Sorry. I don't mean no, to offend you. No, they got it all. I'm just not interested. <laughs> so for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> I hear you. Are you Chris Saka? Is that how you say that guy's name? Chris Saka, the, the investor? I like that guy. Is he on that show now? Yeah. Oh, really? Not all the time, but he's on. Oh, wow. I know him from the startup podcast. Oh, is that true? He invested in Gimlet Media, the, the podcast network. He, um, he tweets. He's a good tweeter. Mm-hmm. I enjoy him. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. You ready? We're mm-hmm. going to play 70s music. I've got the hiccups all of a sudden. Oh, dear. Dear indeed. Mm. My son gave me the uh, perfect uh, solution to uh, uh, getting rid of the hiccups. He said, Dad, what you do is um, you uh, – God, I'm, I'm going to get this wrong. While you have the hiccups, you uh, – fuck. I, I, whatever it was, he would drown himself. <laughs> it's like you take a sip and then you hold it in your mouth and you have a hiccup. Oh, that was it. You take a sip, then you hold the liquid in your mouth, then you'll have a hiccup, and then it'll go away. I'm like, no, I think that's a horrible idea. And then he, and when I explain to him why it won't work, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's like the leftovers. I don't watch this show, and I'm not going to talk about it with you. I know what you're talking about. Oh, you do, huh? Yeah, yeah. Love that show. It's all about hiccups? Yeah. Well, it's That's the real, that's what we're going to find out at the end of the <laughs> last season. The finale is going to be. Wouldn't be surprised. It's a Lindelof thing, right? Yeah. All right, here we go. We're doing 70s music. All right. First time in the category? Nah, it can't be. All right, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Keep it close. Here we go. Uh, he, and Wings. He was in the Beatles. Paul McCartney. Yes. Uh, David Burns Band. Uh, uh, Talking Heads. Yes. Uh, Hart had a big song. It's about a fish. Barracuda. Yes. Uh, uh, Mark uh, Knopfler's Band. Uh, Dire Straits. Yes. Uh, I Will Survive. The woman that sang that. Uh, Donna Summer. No. Uh, I Will Survive. Damn it. Fuck, we were so good. Uh, it, uh, the Ramones are considered what kind of band? 
Uh, Punk. Yes. Uh, Sheik's big hit. Uh, Sheik. Uh, oh, for- Le Sheik. Yes. Freak out. Damn it. It was Gloria Gaynor. Gloria Gaynor. Oh. I was, that was, and we were rocking, man. You guys were oh, man. really smoking. We it. were rocking. And you knew all those? Um, I wouldn't have gotten them as fast as you. Okay. Uh, but I did know Gloria Gaynor. Let's do it again, though. Let's do 70s again. How what was the him? score? 22. But I That's think, think Frank could get in the 30s. Okay. Those were good. That was right, good. Right. Yeah, Solid. Gainer killed us. You ready? 70s yeah. music again. Oh, the faster, the most points. That's right. I see, I see. Yeah, here we go. Don't play games. No, yeah, don't do your character. Well, this is technically a game. So. Play this game, Get up. don't play any other games. <laughs> you know, if I, if I can quote Rodney, you're too low energy. <laughs> was he a nice man other than that? Uh, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> you would work at the club, his club? Yeah, he'd, he'd always come to the uh, improv to try out jokes at the night show, so... He, uh, I had some interactions, some stories, but we'll wait for Thursday. <laughs> That's a callback, Garrett. Callback. Did you ever do blow with uh, Rodney? You never did blow. You weren't a blow guy. Only once or twice. Is that true? You we're did? With Robin Williams in the basement at Catch. I just tried it once or twice. Didn't like it. That's that's a pretty good story, though, to be like, cocaine, I did it once with Robin Williams. Yes, right. <laughs> basement to Catch. I regret to this The Babe Ruth of cocaine. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. 70s music. Here we go. Second time of the category. Uh, Black Sabbath. I am Iron Man. Yes. Uh, Ian Anderson plays the uh, flute. Uh, what? What's yes. Man. No. 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 Uh, Jethro Tull. Yes. Uh, Carl Douglas had a big. Everybody Kung was Fu fighting. Yes. Uh, Joey Didi. Uh, Ramones. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, they're uh, not the Four Tops, the other one. Uh, four Seasons. On Motown. Uh, on Motown. Uh, the Supremes. Damn it, I can't. Uh, bad clip. Uh, Slowhand, guitarist. Eric Clapton. Yes. Uh, the hardest working man in show business. Uh, James Brown. Yes. The Temptations? The Temptations. Uh. But that was a horrible clue. I, I panicked. I couldn't think of one Temptation song. Mm, that's, that is tough, because they all kind of blend together. Uh, 23. 23. I mean, that seems like that's his... That's my wall. Let's do it one more time. Really? That last one, all right. See if you can get 24. I'm, I'm excited because it's like... Close. You just keep getting tripped up on one, and that time it was kind of you. The Temptations. The first time... Yeah. Ian Anderson, we should have got faster, but he said yes. So, yeah. But uh, I'll, take the, I'll take all the blame for The Temptations. I could not think... I still can't. Uh, uh, why do I want to say I'll Ain't be too there? too proud to beg. Yeah. I, all, I, all I got was... Um, um, Build me a buttercup, which is the four tops, and I couldn't think of. Uh, no, I don't even think that's the four tops. I think they did a cover of it. Oh, okay, didn't they? Yeah, I'm sure like 50 bands probably yeah. did that song. Why don't you? I, I'm pretty sure the four tops did a cover of that. But I just heard the original one on 60s on six or something. Hey, so. by the way, there's a chance I'm wrong because I think I may have just had the same conversation with somebody else. Believe it or not, who is who does build me a buttercup? Drive me crazy because I just saw. Oh, it. is it like the fountains? Yes, that sounds right. Something like who that. is it, Garen? And if the, it's not the it's the Fontaines. You you're combining the wrong parts of those two words. The Fon. See, who is it? Tell. The Found Foundations. 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 Yeah, I knew it. Okay, you were close. But did the Four Tops do a version of it? What did the Four Tops do? This is well, the so uh, song I love is Bernadette. Bernadette. But what was like the big? What were their big '60s hits? I've just been told not to uh, fill me a buttercup. <laughs> I just, I literally, Garen, look up the four top's biggest hits. Oh, the okay. I was looking up the Temptations. No, fuck. I, I, I don't care. I literally don't care about the Temptations. I want to know both. You four get tops. that on my desk. Uh, first four top's big hits. 
Four tops. See these old fucking. Uh, baby, I need your loving. Baby, I need your loving. Got the hell? All right, what else? That was number eleven. Okay. Number they have a lot of them. Ask the lonely. No, I don't know that one. Number one, I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Reach out, I'll be there. I'll be there. That's what I was trying to. That's what I was trying to pull. Yeah. What did I say? I'll be there, which is a Jackson Five song. Mm-hmm. What else you got? River Deep, Mountain High. They did with the Supremes. Oh, that's Ain't great no song. Mountain High, no valley. How high did Bernadette go? As high as that mountain. Bernadette went to number four. Yeah, great song. Bernadette, mm-hmm. great song. Love it. That was about Bernadette Peters, right? Yeah, of course it is. That's why I love it so much. <laughs> All right, here we go, Fred. Last time. All right. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. And again, I would have you play, but you don't know the seventies. You would. Uh well, okay. I apparently, I've hit the wrong thing. What happened? Well, Rihanna's umbrella was the first one, so uh, I knew I did something wrong. Hey, we got 48, though. Wow. That's, that's pretty good, really right? Good. That's got to be a high score. All right, 70s music. What, I wonder what I hit. Probably 2000s. I guess so. Probably. Here we go, Fred. Uh, Eric Clapton's a big hit. I don't like, I don't like. Cocaine. You, you did it twice. Uh, <laughs> and the Miracles. Uh, Smoking Robinson. Yes. Uh, Carly Simon's a big hit. You don't know who's You're so vain. Yes. Uh, Dee Dee Joey. The Ramones. Yes. Uh, Abba, uh, they, the, 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 the name of their musical. Uh, um, dance with me. Oh. The, the musical. Uh, uh, Rob Halford's bands. Uh, Screaming for Vengeance. Heavy Metal. Uh, uh, damn it. Metallica. Wow. Bad. Why is that 70s? Oh, no. I hate myself. I'm so fucking mad at well, myself. Well, oh, no. Judas Priest, that's... That wasn't easy. Well, I saw them in the 70s. So they uh, opened yeah. up for Kiss. Huh. But they're, to me, they're an 80s metal band. Yeah, you know them yeah. as a... Yeah, yeah. 70s. That seems early to put them in there. But yeah, it was Judas Priest. And I couldn't... Then I locked up. I couldn't think of... Uh, Wait, what was Screaming the for Vengeance. What was before that, though? There was one that... I lost it. What did I... What was my clue? It oh. was the ABBA musical. Oh, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. All right. Fred Stoller has been our guest. Fred, great job at seven. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, that is very good scores. And you made it seem by ke- you kept chasing the dragon and made it seem like he wasn't doing. Well. No, no. You were doing great. Some, of the, best scores, some of the best scores we've ever had. Right? Absolutely. Wow. wow. Thank you, guys. Feel good about that. So wh- when is this airing? Thursday. Technically, it'll be up Wednesday night, late Wednesday night. So. All right. Well, hopefully they won't forget. By the time the twenty seventh is a when week. this is going to be on Amazon, wasn't right? it supposed to come out a week sooner? It was. There was just some little one little delay. Uh, a, a, a lawyer had to read the whole thing and say, "Change this." Just little silly thing, but you know, people, and just a little thing with photos. So just, just a snag because of the holiday. All right, just a little well, snag. Fred, I'm, I'm willing to bet that uh, they can probably pre-order it if they go to Amazon now. Hey. Amazon does that, so as soon as they get this, they can go probably put their money in, and it'll tell them when it's there. Dollar ninety nine is all it is, Very and it's worth it. Reasonable. It's worth reading it. It's oh, worth hearing you. about thank that you. little. Uh, it's like a little time capsule. It's, uh, I really it. enjoy well, it. Hopefully, people don't only listen to your podcast once. I mean, only on one day. No, there. Yeah, there will definitely be people listening to it. Probably the day it's coming out, they'll go. That's so weird. They're talking about this day, the twenty seventh, and it is this day now. And then <laughs> yeah, they'll go. Exactly they'll what say. Right. They won't. And do. maybe it'll be the next day. But they'll be, hey, it's the twenty eighth. That means it's out now. <laughs> yeah, and even the 29th. Maybe someone will be listening to it on the 29th. Somebody can listen to it like next year and go, oh, yeah, I, I wonder if that's still available. I mean, they might download it on the 21st and listen to it on the 30th. You're exactly right. It's all, And maybe I'll do the uh, Audible with me acting out as David Spade and everyone. Hey. <laughs> That'd be great. I'll have to do all the voices. Oh, Could you do them all? <clears throat> this is Drake. Hey, Fred. 
Uh, I'm Warren Thomas. Um, uh, David Spade. Hey, Stoller, what did you do? No, I can't do it. So, 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 so knows the answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, just making sure. Yeah. I'll be having the Pop Goals Reach. That's Gary Cockrell right over there from Palms, California. That's Modest Games, uh, Elliot Hoper, the Hunter Matt Belknap. Author, Fred Stoller. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive producers Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Lauded as one of the top comedy series on television, the Emmy-nominated comedy series Silicon Valley returns for its fourth season this Sunday at 10 p.m. on HBO. And this season, change is in the air as the Pied Piper guys pursue their video chat app, Piper Chat. Join them as they fumble along the road to success in an attempt to leave their mark this Sunday, April 23rd at 10 p.m., only on HBO. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm the host of a show called In Your Dreams. I had a dream that I was in my basement, and I very enthusiastically cut off my left hand. Alongside my very good friend and dream analyst, Gary Richardson, this was a show where we started off, we said we we're going to analyze dreams. We said people could call in, let us know about their dreams, and we'd break them down. When I do have dreams, um, I call them like reality mares. That dream made me want to throw up. <laughs> that was disgusting. But I'll say, pretty much right out of the gate, things got a little crazy. What are we doing? What the hell is this? You're going to put a fucking mattress Ahead of our friendship? Find out what went down. Walk into the heart of darkness with us. It's like my personal apocalypse now. Listen to In Your Dreams, very kindly presented by the folks at Casper. It's only on Earwolf. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. Comedically, I think it's uh, pretty strange, pretty funny, and I think you will enjoy it. Thanks so much.